0: Tune into to the Neil Prendiville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.
1: Front page in the star today, shots, get your shots. You have a choice. It's like people send selling the candy apples and the sweets outside the gam matches. One for a Janssen, two for a Pfizer. Because apparently Pfizer are now going to start making COVID-19 components here. And the one-shot Janssen vaccine is also getting a major rollout. So you would you be able to count the amount of vaccines on one hand anymore? Now, probably not. Um, anyway, there's a lot of news with regards to things we kind of already knew it had been leaked in advance that there was going to be no time limits on a visit to an outside or indeed when you get to get inside a restaurant or a pub and this 9 euro meal for the Bowl of chicken wings or the toasted sandwich with chips, that's gone as well. None of that's coming back. Of course, we know of the uh, big changes on the 2nd and the 7th of June with regards to uh, hotels on the 2nd, outdoor dining and pints on the 7th. And then Leo Varadkar is saying that liftoff is on the way for July and he expects indoor dining and supping to resume in July. Now, there could well be, I don't know, could it be 50%, 60%? It's hardly going to be 100% occupancy. But I think very much they're going to be allowing businesses to use their own head with regards to their their square footage. Um, You heard it in the news there at nine o'clock. It's also a story in the Star this morning where all EU member states have now agreed to allow fully vaccinated passengers from outside the EU to enter the EU this summer. Uh, for holidays, which is extraordinary news, really, when we have all sorts of confusion, and there's even a confusion in the UK as to where people should and shouldn't be going on their holidays, and there's a big barney at the moment in the UK as to the difference between a green and an amber country, but Glastonbury's got the green light, there'll be no camping allowed, but the actual festival itself will happen in the UK, and of course, the cyber attack on the HSE, uh, patients are now being targeted by cold callers, because information has already been dumped, and so Hold on in the dark web. So you have scammers now um, using that information because they say they have everything they need uh, to cold call people from abroad here in Ireland about their health conditions. That's a story you make in the mirror. So you see this one, the branches of this tree growing out. Mind you, um, the examiner this morning says the state could face multiple cyber legal claims. They could face hundreds of millions of, um, of euro in legal claims from victims if the HSE has been found to have failed adequately to protect the data from cyber hacking. That was something I was speculating on earlier in the week. Would it lead to legal claims? But the patient data itself apparently, it's another examiner story, is actually a lot more v- valuable your patient data than, say, your credit card details. It could be up to 10 to 15 times more valuable when it's sold on because it's your date of birth, it's your address, uh, it's all maybe a lot of family connections. It has all of the information uh, that scammers and those that are involved in criminality need uh, to... Um, uh, they're worth money. You can, they can sell them on then and, and people can get passports off them, open bank accounts with them, all sorts of things like that. I mean, you can only probably drain your account once, do you know what I mean? And... Um, and then, of course, Jerry Buttermore was talking. Yeah, well, was in the Echo yesterday appealing uh, for uh, the Garda and indeed the Garda were appealing yesterday for parents to cop themselves on, so we don't have a, a summer of discontent. That story continues in the Echo today because um, Jerry Buttermore says he spoke to one business person in Cork who said the Cork city at the moment is a frightening place to be from his perspective. This business person said that there was a sense of unease and gang mentality, which I found very unnerving on a visit to the city centre last Saturday. Others have told me that, unfortunately. I was talking to somebody yesterday who collects her husband on a regular basis in town and parks legally waiting for him. And uh, every single day, somebody's tapping on the window. It's more annoying than anything, looking for money. It's a a project that makes the front of the Echo today, a one million euro stepping stone drug and alcohol service. They call it for those who are chaotic addicts who need immediate help. It's a step in the right direction. Many would say not half enough money, but certainly it's a start. (coughs) And also the Echo talks today of the fact that Facebook were looking for a property um, to put an extra 1000 jobs in Cork. The social media giant now apparently has put that on hold because apparently they instructed their staff some time ago to continue to working from home for the foreseeable future. There was this character who was carrying seventy million euro, €70,000 worth of heroin from Dublin. He was so drunk when he stopped by the Gardaí uh, on his journey back. The only excuse he could think of was that he had been drinking in Temple Bar. Of course, the cops were having none of that because all of the pubs at the time were closed in Temple Bar. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. Anyway, he was before the judges yesterday, of the judge yesterday, and he got a four-year sentence with the last two suspended. And that tragic story involving the death of an entire family of children, Dara, Car- Carla, and Connor McGinley, continues to make the front page, as front page of the Mirror this morning. Two psychiatrists have now said that um mum, Deirdre, is psychotic uh, and that she would not have been in her right mind, that she's bipolar, that she did believe that she had irreparably damaged her children's lives, that she did believe, um, psychiatrically uh, unbalanced as she was, that the best thing for them was for them to uh, go with her when she took her own life. I know it's awful, um, but her thinking process apparently... Uh, was very much flawed, so that's a that court case continues and it makes the front pages. Um, all political parties now are going to face the same kind of probe as Sinn Fein because there's an Octus committee now and uh, the Data Protection Commission has rolled in on this. They want to know uh, what do Irish political parties have about you on file in a filing cabinet? That's a front page of making the indo and poor old Leslie Leslie Roy says she's gutted and confused over the Eurovision. I mean, she did the very best she could with the circumstances, the song and the stage set. But she's very confused about the technical difficulties before her failed Eurovision bid. And she took to social media yesterday to talk about it. And also, as, um, you know, business is open and people want to get involved in a bit of retail therapy, they say that people are going to be going buying mattresses and furniture. But the mail says, expect the cost of a mattress Or a three piece suite or kitchen or whatever, tables and chairs to go up, they're saying, uh, to soar. Because one, because of demand. And second, because of loads of money, they say, um, you know, lockdown savings that have been built up by many people. But the other problem is freight costs. Have gone through the roof and those freight costs uh, because of uh, Brexit on one hand and because of China in another way and then uh, I suppose it didn't help with the sewers and things like that Um, and the shutting down of essential air travel means that there's fewer stock around. That means the prices will go up. Netflix are going to release the Deplantier series in June, uh, by all accounts. The new documentary will be on uh, Sky. I think it's a, uh, I think, oh, actually, that's the Netflix one. It's going to be available next month, uh, the makers of the new documentary. So we'll have two coming out pretty much around about the same time. Sky will have their one on the the, uh, Crime crime uh, Channel and Netflix, their uh, series as well. And other television-related stories, The Return of Friends. If you're a fan of Friends, it's 17 years since the final episode. So this episode will probably be called The One Where They All Got Back Together Again, I think. I don't, think, I don't think I've even seen an episode of Friends from start to finish. But they're leaking little video clips. It won't be an actual drama show, an actual comedy episode. It will be just all of them coming back together and hanging around on the sets and things like that. But for Friends fans, they will love it. And Pennies have released what I'm only going to call the seven from heaven. The things, the, the top buys within Pennies in the last five, six, maybe seven days. So they are Socks and Jocks. Penny's pyjamas, fake eyelashes, non-skinny jeans, summer tops, sunglasses, and children's clothing. I guess no surprise there. And today is World Bee Day. I'm just wondering, you know, everybody took up, a lot of people took up different habits and pastimes over the past 12 months. Did anybody take up beekeeping from scratch Bring in your own hives. Bring in your own bees. How did it go for you? Love to know. Text 868 The Neil Prenderville Show. I had a big response yesterday to different topics of conversation on the air, including issues involving Aer Lingus and Cork Airport and stuff like that. So let me just do some of those before the morning gets away from me. As a frequent flyer with Ryanair from Cork, I was so annoyed to hear that flights from Cork are in doubt again this summer. In doubt, summer. You're looking at autumn and winter doubt. Earlier in the year, they announced that they were pulling off flights from Cork this summer, so I made alternative arrangements to fly from Dublin. A huge inconvenience. A few weeks ago, Cork flights came back online for June, July and August. At least you could book them, so I did. But now it looks like this isn't going to happen. Why did Ryanair open up bookings if they knew they weren't going to happen, the bookings and the flights weren't going to happen? Is it just a ploy to get revenue in? Flights are still available online right now from Cork. Why? Was this just a ploy to get money, knowing full well they weren't going to operate out of Cork? Thank you. I'm so annoyed. And many people are. Uh, with regards to Aer Lingus now also saying that they're you know, looking for layoffs and redundancies, temporary layoffs without pay. People need to protest, protest, protest. If you want anything done, you need to take to the streets in your masses. The government do not care what happens to the livelihoods of people as long as their pockets are lined. When will the public realize that uh, that, at, uh, that at a level that they will make change by protesting. Uh, there are three pompous Cork men in government, and they are absolutely shambolic. Let me tell you, Cork airport is gone. There are so many questions to answer, like where is the 70 million gone? The three farcical musketeers are staying absolutely silent at all this, which is shameful. This is what we've employed, says Shiona. Uh, morning, behind Martin is supposed to be a Cork person, has the top government job. But he has no interest in Cork Airport. He's only interested in Dublin. It wouldn't bother him Cork Airport closed. Or maybe that's the plan. He'll probably blame this virus for closing. I mean, a lot of things I I can believe, you know, and sometimes at a stretch I will believe them. But why would any Cork politician or a Cork TD want to see anything that would lead to the demise or backwards um, momentum in his own city? The DA has no loyalties to regional airports. As for the role of the regional airports in the future, that's in the hands of civil servants. Uh, there's been an exponential growth in air and ferry connections to and from Dublin, never mind flights, Neil. Uh, and one or two more. The Aer Lingus staff will be on temporary layoff. Contrary to what you said yesterday, they can claim job seekers. It's exactly the same with the construction industry. No redundancy and it can last for 13 weeks of a temporary layoff. They will be entitled to social welfare without means testing as long as they paid enough PRSI. Thank you for those texts. We'll pick up the calls after the break.
0: The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. No,
1: no, no, I said beekeeping, lads. Did anybody take up beekeeping in the last 12 months? Not bookkeeping, beekeeping. Anyway, lines open at 1850 104 I'm going to get through as much as I can this morning, but I really am going to try and tackle a lot of emails as well, and texts for that matter, because if you're going to be texting me and re-emailing, I need to try and get them on the air as best I can. But you recall a story we did recently about Rocco up in Ballyvalan, the bulldog, what was stolen and recovered, I have to say, and a court case as a result. I won't say any more than that because it could still be before the courts but Rocco up in Ballyvalan was um, uh, taken in fact there was a hammer, a hatchet was used uh, uh, in a threatening, menacing menacing manner I mentioned that actually because I have another one of those stories for you Diane, good morning
2: Hi, how are you?
1: Heads up to people yet again with dogs what happened and where?
3: Um, Well I'm living in Middleton and uh, yesterday morning my husband um, dropped the kids to the bus stop um, before he does that, he leaves sasha out in the morning to do her weeds.
1: Sasha is a beautiful German shepherd
3: yes she's two years old
1: oh it says she's a fantastic dog
3: she's a diamond and he he comes back he gets his bag and he heads off then to work um now he normally's out of his story because you know the summertime and that's out the front
1: obviously diane isn't it
3: it's up my back my back garden
1: oh really Okay, go ahead
3: yeah so um, I was upstairs because I have a new baby and Sasha decided to go absolutely mental like the dog was barking growling like really really bad like and I was like oh my god like what's after happening so I thought she'd have to maybe getting out so but I'm actually in a boot in a cast so
1: oh really a boot cast and pregnant oh no oh you've had the baby (laughs) (laughs) well I mean it's even that's even harder
3: yeah, yeah, so um, I got a bit of a fight because she's, she's not that aggressive, you know what I mean? So I went down and there was someone at the gate, this woman with a big orange rope. Um, She had what looked like um a, be- a beautician's uniform for all I can describe, but like I think she was trying to take herself off as a dog groomer. Um, ah. and I kinda I kinda yelled, I said, Hey, are you okay there? And she just kept walking, kept it. It was walking, a black uniform,
1: I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a tunic kind of thing. Um and I had like the baby in my hands, I was standing at the porch and I was like, Hey hey, you okay, are you okay? And she just kept walking, kept walking, and I just didn't see no more of her then. And like the gate was tampered like tampered with.
1: Was it? She tried to get in.
3: Yes, and last week then as well, my husband got up for walk again in the morning the lock was gone off the gate and the gate was open
1: oh for god's sake oh for god's yeah, sake yeah
3: so it's it's just it's it's not nice really to so manage. this so is not
1: this this is not a dog groomer or somebody involved in the care of animals at the wrong house no
3: absolutely not no, no.
1: yeah no okay. okay not a hope no okay so on yeah. twi- this was that you saw her once, but there had been an attempt the week before as well.
3: The week before, yeah. So like I kinda thought nothing of it. I was like, Look, it's it's fine, you know, like you know, we forget about it and then like I definitely think Sasha probably nicked her because she she legged it like she was gone. I was like, Oh my god, you know, I was like this is awful because like the rope was huge, a big huge orange rope. You know.
1: Did and she get around the side then? She did?
3: She got around the side, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she knew where she was going.
1: I wonder what did they do? How did they know that there's a dog in that house that's worth money?
3: Yeah, well, the guards were fantastic. Like, the guards came up literally within two minutes. Um, I gave them the description of her. Like, I saw her. Like, she's a blonde bob, black top, blue jeans, and a big, huge orange rope. I mean, she wasn't... You know, you could spot her a mile away with the orange rope, really. But the guards are fantastic. They took the description. And I think the fact that they're up so fast that maybe I probably wasn't the only person that was ringing in either. You know.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's kind so of a peculiar time to do it, I suppose. Would she have been monitoring to see what time Sasha went out in the morning, kind of thing?
3: The guards, the guards definitely think that that we they were we were being watched because Sasha's let out every morning the same time, every morning. So, before the girls go to school, I imagine that German
1: Shepherds would make money, wouldn't they?
3: She'd make a lot of money. She's a beautiful dog, yeah.
1: A beautiful dog. Do you even know how much she'd have made?
3: (laughs) God. I have no idea, but it's just the thought of her maybe being sold or anything. It's ah, like, oh, sure. well, it's I know, like I mean, it's like my baby, a... you know.
1: Yeah, I know, it's oh, so I know like that, a... but I'm just wondering, what's the temptation? Is it the potential of a thousand euro or fifteen hundred euro, a you know? A lot
3: more, and I'd say, and pups as well, I'd say all of her, because, like, we haven't bred or anything yet, you know. So oh, for God's sake, female German well,
1: yeah. Shepherd, absolutely. You want to yeah. be very brave, though, uh, and I'm not being disrespectful to the breed, but of all the dogs you want to be stealing, a German Shepherd, I mean, they go feel like, wouldn't they?
3: Well she would you now the when the guard came and tried to he was trying to figure out where she got in and you know, tracing her steps, he went up to the gate, I said, Be careful He said, Oh, I'll be grand, I'll be grand and Sasha went mental at the gate and he kinda of jumped back and he kinda of says, God almighty, who would want to feel that? Like you would want to feel that. Yeah, wrong, I you know? Know.
1: yeah, I know, yeah, I know. But they're so brazen out know, like
3: Yeah, brazen at that hour of the morning as well, you know, and it's it's bright
1: like You're aware of Rocco the Bulldog, I suppose, in Villan. Yeah, they jumped out of a van on. with a hatchet.
3: It's it's horrific, horrific. I mean, these people, they're like they're insane in my eyes.
1: You what know? protection are you going to take now for it not happening a third time?
3: Um, well, we're, we're, we've discussed about getting cameras in. Really, to be honest, because I mean, we've four children as well, and the thought of someone coming into our garden in the middle of the night or even early in the morning is horrendous.
1: Where does Sasha sleep?
3: Oh, she sleeps on the couch.
1: Oh. <laughs> Keep her there then. Yeah, <laughs> not in the, yeah, not in the yeah. shed or the garage. Keep her there. Oh I suppose God. no dogs sleep in sheds or garages anymore. Now they're all house dogs. No, no,
3: no. Yeah. No, I wouldn't leave her outside anyway. And it's just like I, I'm. I'm nervous now. I am nervous, and I think like because I had the boot on. If I didn't have the boot on, I would have legged it after her. Like I would have ran.
1: If you had been alone, yeah, the chances of you intercepting her would have been oh, slim I enough. Got her.
3: Yeah. would you? I would have got her. Oh yeah, absolutely. Boots yeah. and all. Oh no! If I didn't have the boot,
1: <laughs> you <laughs> I would. Her. <laughs> but with a boot and the baby, you wouldn't be able to. Uh, she'd outrun you.
3: No, me me shouting was as much as I could do. No, yesterday really. All right. But okay. It, well, you let, know, it was no luck.
1: You know, let people be on their guard at all times. You know. Yes. Thanks for sharing the story, Diane, and uh, no d- delighted that Sasha is safe. From, from that then to, a, from that then to a f- yet again, more animal cruelty, and this is a message that we received over a terrible incident over dogs attacking cats, released from crates, apparently, in Knock What is this story about? Orla Donna, who is with uh, My Lovely Horse Rescue, joins me by phone. Orla, what's going on? Well Neil, how are you? Good, thank you But worried that we hear way too many of these incidents on the air these days What's this one about?
4: Well on Tuesday night at uh, 5 past 11 um, Luckily enough I was still monitoring our Instagram page And this message came in And just asked if we rescue in Cork So I replied yes we do and then we received the message and um, this family had came across. They'd been out and they had seen a couple of men in a field with hunting lamps and they they witnessed uh, two dogs, a German shepherd and something like a lurcher um, attacking a pregnant cat that was after being released from a crate. And um, sorry for the horrific image But um, literally ripping the kittens The baby kittens out of the mother's belly
1: Ah stop will you Are you serious
4: I swear to God um, they, The kids that witnessed it were, were able to manage to grab one kitten And literally run with it To one of the neighbours houses And uh, the neighbour took the kitten in But there was the only one kitten that survived
1: How many kittens were there
4: um, from the video evidence the next day, we think there was about another four that were dead.
1: So, the mammy cat and four of the kittens were savaged from the womb. Yes. One yes. survived. Um,
5: yes.
1: And what of the, what if the, the, the was it two men you said?
4: Um, the witnesses, it was dark. They definitely saw two men anyway, but they couldn't see faces around because it was so dark, because obviously this was at night time. And, um, but they said there was definitely two men there, and they were there with those hunting lamps.
1: Why do they, why do, they do this? Is, is, it to, is it to blood dogs? Could you explain to me? I mean, it's, it's illogical, I know, but why do they say they do it?
2: Well,
4: we can't be 100% sure because we ourselves weren't there to witness it. But we reckon it sounds very much like something that's called lampin, which is a bit like dog baiting.
5: Isn't that with so rabbits, is,
4: though? No, they can use any animal. Could be rabbits, could be ferrets, could be cats. It's just, it's for the taste of blood, unfortunately. It's absolutely horrific.
1: They regard it as a sport, then?
4: Well, yes, and a bit of fun. <sighs> oh, my God. Yes,
1: what happened after that then? What happened to the poor kittens the Well, the guards the were
4: called straight away and uh, by the time the guards got out, there was nobody left in the field. So they weren't able to get anybody. We have been appealing for any sort of information. The guards, the councillors and um, Cork, um, I think it's Cork City Council, um, are all on board on this and they're trying really, really hard to find out information and try and find somebody who's responsible.
1: So, these kids that were there weren't with these characters. They just happened to be in there. They
4: just happened to be out. They were teenagers and they just happened to be out. And luckily enough, they just happened to be um, there at the right time and just witnessed a horrific incident and literally ran and and, and, uh, saved this one kitten. And the little kitten, I checked in this morning and his name is Brun, meaning uh, strong, and he is still alive and he is still fighting away and we're absolutely delighted and we're all praying for him.
1: Was he was he injured?
4: No, he wasn't, thank God. Whether he was thrown from the womb or something like that, oh my but he God. wasn't injured. Now, he's been brought to the vet and the vet said, obviously, look, he's very, very young and all that and maybe the odds are slightly against him. But look, we're all, you know, we're all praying for him and he's hanging in there. So, and he's going to be a little miracle if he pulls through.
1: It is beyond cruelty. And I've heard many cruelty stories involving animals on this radio programme. That's right up there. Can I ask you, what happened to the poor mammy cat and the dead kittens?
4: Well, the dead kittens were found in the field. Again, sorry to your audience this morning. Um, we, uh, the mother cat wasn't found. So we don't exactly know what happened to her.
1: And where do you think these individuals, um, slow to call them humans... Where would they have got this pregnant cat from?
4: Could be anywhere. Could have stolen it. the The cat could have been a stray, you know, like a feral cat. Um, anywhere, anywhere. Like if they went into it, if you go into any estate, you're going to probably find a cat wandering around the place.
1: Do you despair so, um, then? Do you despair when you have to deal with these type of stories about people's? We well, had
4: quite a bad week, to be totally honest with you, between. Um, we had this incident Tuesday night a few days before that we were getting reports in about baby goats that were being walked around by teenagers in Dublin and then before that you will have known about the craze that was on TikTok over the Ducklands
1: No but Brenda the did mentioned something canals. to me what's that about?
4: The Ducklands? Yeah Um Seemingly, it started off with something very innocent on TikTok where a video was been made called The Day in um, the Life of a Ducklin. And it just showed, you know, a day in the life of a Ducklin. And then obviously... Unfortunately, some teenagers thought that they would take it that step forward. And they started uh, robbing ducklings and there was TikTok videos of them with the ducklings, either riding along on their bikes with the ducklings in their hands or up on buses with the ducklings in their hands. And they thought this was great fun and it was all for TikTok videos. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, I know. And some of these ducklings ended up being harmed. And then there was also one selling them for fiver along the streets in Dublin.
1: Good God, they think it's fun.
4: And they thought it was fun. It's all seemingly for all these views on TikTok.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Follow the craze, yeah, be part of the party. Yeah, yeah. So
4: this, all these have literally happened in the last week to week and a half. Okay,
1: okay. So this incident was at uh, just around about 11 o'clock, Knock Nahini. What night?
4: Uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. The report night. came in at 5 past 11, so it would have happened before that. Okay. Not long before that.
1: Okay, and one of the kittens was survived, saved by the kids, brought to a neighbour's house, still alive, and hopefully will make a, a full recovery. Mind you, a recovery without his without his mother and his brothers and sisters.
4: Yes, yes, but we are we're all behind him, and please God, he will he will make it. Okay,
1: guard, are you investigating that out of uh, out of uh, probably Churchfield? I'd imagine, yeah.
4: No, it's a different garage station. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, begins with a G. Grana Yes, that's
1: it. You got it. You got it. Okay. That's
4: it. Sorry. (laughs) Listen,
1: thank you so much for coming on this morning, Arla. It's very, very disturbing and distressing, but people need to know, and I thank you for that. People need to
4: know, and people need to keep an eye out for these things, and please, 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 we always say the same thing, report. Report, 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 report to the guards, report to us, report to any of the rescues, because something has to change, something has to be done.
1: Thank you so much, Arla donahue uh, PR and Media with my lovely Horse Rescue. They do terrific work. Um, lines are open on that if you have any information, and please, if you do have information, you should get in touch with Granova, guard station, because that is Uh, Cruelty on another level. Um, Incidentally also, apparently a Saint Bernard was stolen in La Sarda last week. And you'd imagine for somebody that was looking and they take a lot of management, don't they? They take a lot of minding. Look, I have the big dogs like and they need a lot of feeding and they need huge amounts of walking. But they, as well as other dogs, have a monetary value these days. Back after the break, text 86 8104
0: Talk to Neil Printerville now. Eighteen fifty one oh four one zero six. Red FM. And in spite of the cruelty of
1: some, there is also the kindness of others. Heine, the most beautiful thing happened to me yesterday. I was purchasing a top in a shop in Blarney. When I was paying, the card machine wasn't working didn't have any cash. I asked the shop assistant to put the top on hold while I went to get cash. When I later returned to the shop assistant, the shop assistant had told me that my top had been paid for. A lady who'd been in the shop at the time had paid for it, an absolute stranger to me. I can tell you I was speechless. What a random act of kindness. A beautiful soul. With all the madness that's going on in the world, there is still so much good and kindness out there. I hope that she might be listening. And I would love it if you could thank her for me. It made my day, my week in fact. I'm really lost for words. It's so touching. Thanks Neil. What a beautiful gesture. And I know it made you feel great. You know, you talk about the fact that, uh, you know, major day, major week. I'm I'm quite sure the lady who paid for it, it also made her day. And she went away with a spring in her step, you know, doing a good deed. And talking about uh, good deeds or or being kind or who's welcome and who's not Weaking welcome. And Kay says, I won't say any more than Kay for fear of identification. But he says or she says, my brother is getting married next year in Ireland. I have a good relationship with him and always had growing up. But I was shocked to learn that he isn't inviting my three kids to the wedding. Brother not inviting the three kids to the wedding. They're age four, six and seven. So they're n- it's not as if they're babies. They're also really well behaved. It has really caused upset amongst my own family. As my partner says, he has no interest in going if the kids can't go. I do think it's more his fiance who is pushing for no kids at the wedding. As it's just not like him. I imagine it's her decision. I don't want to miss out on my brother's big day, but I know my partner will be hurt and annoyed if I do go when the kids aren't invited and I don't really want to go alone. Has anyone else been in this predicament and what did they do? I pass it on. I may have dealt with this some years back, but here we have it again. There was a lot of division on this last time we raised it, but uh, let's see what people think. Kids at weddings, go or don't go? I mean, if you're asking me, I'd suck it up. You know, and uh, I'd go to the wedding. I'd leave the kids at home if that's what they wanted. I wouldn't be making a big deal out of it. And I wouldn't be leading to, I wouldn't allow it to lead to a fallout amongst family members. I mean, it's not worth that. You know, um, as for your partner, I'd tell him to cop himself on, suck it up, put on his best gear, go to the wedding. Um, but anyway, others may or may not agree. Text 868 I've seen one or two wedding invites, actually, that very delicately asked, you know, that, children wouldn't be brought or kids wouldn't be brought. I can't remember the wording, but I remember the time. It was very well put. Anyway, happy anniversary to John and June Long from Carrigaline, who are married 46 years today from their kids and their grandkids. So happy anniversary to John and June. And also, I didn't get to do this yesterday. I saw it too late. Uh, But the great George Hook was 80 years old yesterday, the broadcaster and damn good guy, good buddy of mine. So happy birthday to George. Belated 24 hours late. But hope you had a good day yesterday. Didn't watch too much Netflix. Anyway, lines open for all of the business on 1-850-104-106. Talking about business, I mentioned earlier on that it's World Bee Day today. Um, and there are apparently 60,000 Irish honeybees from two separate hives have now made the location a new location in their home. And uh, an Entrepreneur in Cork is encouraging businesses to adopt um, roles with a difference because through introducing on-site beehives wherever possible. That got me thinking then, did anybody, because we all took up different, uh, reading from the Echo this morning, but we all took up uh, different pastimes or maybe even hobbies over the past 12 months, did anybody take up beekeeping? I'll talk to Kate in a moment, but first up, Daniel, good morning. Good morning, how are you? So so last June, you decided to give it a go, did you?
6: Yeah, well, more particular, uh In in more detail, actually, I I, I was always interested in in bees, and I decided to to do a beginner's course in 2019, you know, uh, autumn 2019, with the Cork County Beekeepers Association, and um, that was the beginning of my journey, really, so it
1: wasn't specifically lockdown. Lockdown was something that happened. I hadn't got bees at that stage. Um, So you did the course, then, to know what to do when you got them, and then last June, did you get the hive?
6: So last last June then, what I actually managed to do was was actually I caught a swarm myself and um, another local beekeeper. I actually bought a um, a hive of bees from him as well. So I actually then all of a sudden had two.
1: Okay, so you had the bees. hive. I'm very curious. So you have the hive and it's empty. How do you get the bees, apart from buying them? Let's say you didn't buy them. You said you caught bees. How? Yeah.
6: Um, well, you know, um, there are swarms uh, uh, of, of bees that go around because that's naturally how the like bees are, are what's known as a super organism. And that's kind of how they split, they split and divide, you know, um, and that's how they multiply their colonies as such. Uh, so, so when they do that, they swarm and they, they might land on a tree, land on a car. They can land in all sorts of different places. And if people see them, they might not know exactly what they are. Because it's just one big cluster of bees, and uh, you know um, you can go out and rescue them. Uh, beekeepers can go out and rescue them. If, if people can't, if see a swarm, they can contact sw- uh, swarms.ie, who and a local beekeeper can come
1: out and rescue those bees. How do they so, do it though? You, is that, do, you coke the, do you coax the Do you the queen? Coax the queen bee into a box, or how does it work? That's that's the way. Yeah, really, exactly right?
6: Yeah, you have to because you
1: see, they'll follow the queen. So you know,
6: once you try and get the queen in there, she'll she uh, the rest will follow. Suit do you stick your hand into the, into the hive?
1: Do you stick Pardon? your hand in to get the queen? Or how do you get? You know, I'm curious as to how you get at the queen. Yeah.
6: That, well, you know, um, if there was a cluster, like the, the main cluster of bees, if they land on a branch, for example, you would try and you you'd, you'd have um, an old skep. What what the the older beekeepers used to do to have a straw, you know, the traditional straw hives that you, that you you kind of see in images and and icons. One of those because they like the feeling of the straw. They and you, you get them into the into the skep or a box. It doesn't have to be anything like that, but you can shake them in. Uh, Gently But you'd have to put something down Below that So you catch The rest of the bees that fall Because if you you miss the queen That's it But did they not attack you? hmm? No see When they're in their swarm state They're quite docile Because they're full of honey
5: Oh, and, they're you know, kind of dozy. Yeah,
6: bellies. See, what they do is, <laughs> when they swarm, they go, right lads, we're packing up here, let's go, let's move house. And they fill themselves full of honey for their journey. So they're quite satiated, they're quite satisfied and they're docile. Everywhere. All
1: right, so that's the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some years back, down on the marina in Monkstown, I came across an enormous, I posted on Instagram and papers took the photograph and stuff. It was an enormous swarm of bees that had settled on the rope of a boat. Would you believe it? On a rope. Yeah, yeah. Thousands of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. They, they'll go anywhere,
6: absolutely anywhere where they, where they feel they can... And you know, they might settle somewhere temporarily and then move on. You know, it might be an hour or two, they might move on somewhere else. Then okay, okay. Until they get to fit their,
1: their, uh, their ideal location. So you got them into your hive then, and are they are you getting honey? Or is their maintenance involved? Oh my goodness, yeah.
6: Yeah, there's, there's a good bit of work in it. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, when, when you first start learning about bees, you get this kind of like, thing like, is this you find a new religion or something? <laughs> all of a sudden you get bee brain and it's like everything's about bees and you annoy everybody around you because oh, that's all you're ever talking about.
1: Yeah, The minute I mentioned bees on the air, you were texting straight away. <laughs> you're in love with your bees. What's the honey like? talk about bees. Pardon? What's the honey like?
6: Um, Oh, well, see, like last year was my first year. I didn't get much um, because apparently, uh, you know... Looking at the forums, other beekeepers had the same problem. Um, there was still honey, but I got a I got some blackberry honey, and it was beautiful. And everybody said, "Oh, this is beautiful," um, and it is because there's there's no other there's no other way to eat that honey is just when it's when it's raw like that, you know. And it's oh, it's beautiful. In fact, my favorite way to eat actually is actually from the comb. You know, the cut comb honey. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it doesn't come any fresher than that. And you, you know, have you been stung at all? Yeah, that's a uh, matter of course, you know, it's, it's it, that's part of the job, you are going to get stung. How you know? often have you been um, stung? Well, see, the funny thing is, uh, like, I don't mind mentioning my age, I'm 48, right? right? And the first time I was ever stung by a honeybee was last year, right? right? So it just goes to show, I mean, they're not out to get you or anything like
1: that. No, but, but I did hear, so, I did hear that if you're anywhere near a swarm or a, or a hive of bees and a bee stings you, you're not supposed to swat it or kill it because it releases some sort of, I don't know, chemical and all yeah. of the other bees will think that they're in peril and they'll attack you, the whole swarm. Is that true?
6: Well, well, see, like all the bees have different jobs, right? And the guard bees, there's guard bees at the entrance to the hive, okay? So if they feel threatened, you know, um, they're going to protect their hive yeah. or, or their colony. And uh, once they do sting, they will leave off that pheromone, um, that will attract other bees to attack that that point that that target, right? So, um, and it and it then it creates a sting cycle. So then you'll get the more stings, more pheromone leaves off, and it depends, right? So, uh, you want to be leaving.
1: You want a scarper yeah, yeah. or suffer, drunk. baby, suffer. Um, yeah, yeah.
6: You no, know, but the, the, the thing about a Sting as well, I just might like to mention, just in case anybody does. It, it, it's rare. It, like, like I said, I was forty-eight years old before I first got <laughs> sung by honeybee. So the Lucky general boy, like you don't, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I'm an outdoors person. You know, I've never been sung by honeybee before that. But like, you know, if on the off chance you ever did, and you wouldn't. You know, because bees are out. They're doing their business. They're not bothering anybody. You know what I mean? And it's only when somebody, I suppose, really deliberately goes up to a hive and starts poking around. Poke it with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Look, what do you
1: expect, right? Hang hang on a second there, because Kate Manning took up bees a few weeks ago. Kate. Hello.
2: Uh,
1: Yeah, I know you're only learning, but have you picked up any tips from my conversation with Daniel?
2: Yeah, just listening in there. It's fantastic, actually, because being a newbie like You know, I have so many questions and like, you know, it's just the more I get answered, the more I I need to know. (laughs)
1: So a few weeks ago, you got a hive, is it? Or two?
2: I got two hives, yeah, about uh, four or five weeks ago.
1: And what about the bees? Where did they come from?
2: And they actually came from uh, down in Mertville, from hive mind.
1: So you got them in a box or a big jar or something, is it?
2: Yeah, so they're in two boxes and um they came up here onto the land and I've been like, you know, the company Hive mind, so they are all invested in honey honeybee conservation. So I'm basically then learning through inspections that we do like every ten days or so and yeah, it's been amazing and I'm all about, like, trying to promote environmental awareness and And how we can better, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know the bees that you have then, will they have baby bees and you'll get more and more, is it?
2: Yeah, yeah. So they'll multiply, yeah. So basically the bees that are there now, they're working away on the pollen and then they'll multiply over the summer months and then we'll have even more and more and then hopefully I'll have my own colony then.
1: Right. And what will you do then? Will Will you bottle the honey or what?
2: Yeah, I guess we'll jar it up and we'll eat it and taste it. And yeah, I'm, and then I'll, like, I'll be on the journey then, I suppose, once I get this kind of, um, yeah, like all, during the inspections and learning and educating and hopefully then be able to do it myself. Were you know? well,
1: nervous around them?
2: Um, not so much. I oh think my if God. If you have a calm attitude and you have your gear yeah. on, I think, you know, the animal or I think they can sense that and, you know, you just be cautious.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would be, I'd be petrified around them, I really would. Maybe it's just I've been stung so much as a as a kid, you know? Yeah,
2: you bring, yeah. You bring You bring know, that
1: memory with you, like.
2: Yeah, oh, you do, 100%, and um, I think we can develop that fear early on. But I really think that, like, when you're with an animal, that, like, if you're okay, they're okay, you know? It's all about the trust.
1: But what happens in the winter, you know, when it's frosty or snow? Are they in the hive then, or have they legged it for the winter, or what?
2: Yeah, like some, I think some die off um, out on the wing and then some are, they just stay and they hibernate and then it all starts booming again when the summer comes around and the spring and the sun is out and the flowers are blossoming and, you know.
1: Yeah, so um, in the summer then when all that happens, whenever that's going to happen, the sun will come out for a considerable period of time. Will they all be buzzing around your garden?
2: Yeah, so they're mad here now. Like I've big, huge sycamore trees and I've been like... um Uh, sharing online like my journey like of learning about it and and I can see them all in the flowers and the trees are like you know like just uh, like it's like whoa like the noise from it is is insane and it's amazing and I grow all my own veggies as well so it's been a great journey to be able to bring them in and have the pollination and all of it It's, it's fantastic
1: so in one way covid was kind to you I suppose
2: oh yeah yeah I think when you're working with nature, it's, it's been a great opportunity to stay still and, and work, with the, work with nature and, no and but, learn about no all but. of
1: that. They just put a hive down, two Irish honeybee hives down in Mahon in the Tellus campus, you know, 60,000 Irish honeybees just arrived. Wow. So welcome that to Cork is- to all of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic, yeah.
1: Listen, good luck with it. Um, if any you a spare honey knocking around, I'd be gladly happy to taste it for either of you. Not a bother in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Cheers. Yeah, th- take care, Kate. Take care, Daniel. Both of them taking up uh, beekeeping over COVID. Today, of course, being World Bee Day. Back after the break
7: it's dave join me weekdays from four for dave max drive where i'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home big hits loads of fun features and traffic info what more could you need join me weekdays from four dave max drive
0: Cork's Red FM, officially Ireland's Music Station of the Year. Okay, um,
1: I was talking there and reading out different texts with regards to people wondering whether they can go on holidays or travel overseas, etc. Et with the changes at Cork Airport another the runway and uh, Ryanair and Aer Lingus. Um, like, for instance, here's one. What happens to the Aer Lingus flights due to operate up to the end of the year and due to fly from Shannon to New York in November? Will it still operate? The flight will operate, but we're checking with the airlines to see as to whether it'll be out of Shannon Uh, Before the end of the year, you're saying November out of Shannon. I'd imagine it could well be Dublin in November out of Shannon. I'm cabin crew based in Cork. It's very concerning that we'll get no pay from the company. There's no payment scheme set up as of yet for cabin crew by government. If this continues into Christmas in January, where does that leave us? Will there be a base to go back to in Cork? We should have been compensated, not left with the prospect of no money at all. An Aer Lingus worker based in Cork, who didn't want their details given out, sent a text uh, to the newsroom. They said that they're being laid off because of the DAA and their decision to close the runway. Simple as, and he says, people are asking about their holidays. What about the staff not being paid? Surely that's more important. Uh, You need to make sure you call out Sinn Féin for their hypocrisy. They they pretend to be on the Aer Lingus workers' side and voted for multiple lockdowns. Leading to the workers losing their jobs. They won't be forgiven. Um, yeah, the bigger, the bigger issue here on top of lockdown and COVID and not flying, because that affected many people around the world. The big issue here at the moment is the runway work. That is having the knock on effect on everything. Just wondering if a new parallel runway was ever considered for this project, as it would have kept operations going in tandem with the work. I'm a former DAA employee. Don't give up my details. Um, I don't know. I mean, if they weighed up that decision and said, "Okay, uh, do we build another runway uh, to uh, resurface the existing runway? And what would that cost on the runway? If the runway comes in on budget and in on time, it will be the first government contract to ever do that. Come in on time and on budget. So there's not much chance it will be on time. There is evidence of a lack of government support for sure, like the way the government sorted out childcare for frontline workers. Another example is their housing plan that everyone has been told, as everyone's been telling them, it just won't work. But as usual, governments don't listen. The first contract to come in on time and on budget with regards to whatever they do resurfacing the runway. So keep those coming, text 868 104 Just one more on this because um, obviously I've poked a hive of people who did take up beekeeping over lockdown. Deirdre, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? When did you get it?
3: We got it um, actually just before um, the the whole COVID, Well, we got a hive that it wasn't producing. And um, I, I basically got it from an old, um, it's a period house. The hive was there for years and the whole thing was falling apart. Right. So well, what we had to do was, first of all, uh, get a hive and put, and, and put a brood box in and get the queen to get that so up into the brood box box is where she lays her eggs. So we we did that. That took a couple of weeks.
1: Where and first did you get a queen bee?
3: The queen was in the brood box.
1: Oh, you bought the queen was the queen already
3: bee. in the hive. You see, the hive oh, is an old hive. I you're thought it was empty.
1: There. Oh, right. Okay.
3: No, 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 no. It was it, it it actually was just falling apart. So we couldn't actually physically move. You have to move if you're moving a hive. It has to be ten kilometers away or three meters. You can't, you can't have um, a hive, you can't just move it for me to be in the garden. Because they'll go back to the original place, it oh, has to say, the right. bees will go back to its original place. It's a bit like so William
1: on the air yesterday, you may not have been listening, but William as a salmon fisherman on the lee, and I was saying, where did the salmon go? He said they go all the way to Greenland, and they come all mm-hmm. the way back from Greenland, right up the lee, and they go back to within one foot of where they of left.
3: where they pond? yeah. Amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is, it is amazing. But at uh, this, oh, this oh my god, I'll never forget it. We 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 were going out, you know, periodically trying to get making sure that we were getting the hive together anyway. And um we'd come back come away from a off. or like we were a good bit away from the hive when we were taking the, the gear off. And they were all I can say is they're bloody killer bees. (laughs) They just came up like kamikazes and would go into your hair. I got stung. My Uh, husband got stung. Oh, no. My husband got stung. He's like, uh, I'm not joking, he was like a turkey. His neck was out so far.
1: Multiple stings then, loads of them.
3: (laughs) No, he had one sting. And it just, wherever it got him on his throat, it just swelled up. So uh, he had to go. Needless to say, to South Dock.
1: Yeah, because so if your then, throat gets stung and it swells up, you could choke.
3: I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bees are telling you to leave them alone. You know.
3: They just, but but this can happen. Like I, I kind of have um, um, a head beekeeper that we're, I'm in the North uh, Bee uh, Association, and he's very good. And uh, like he basically said, most of the time, bees are very, very docile. And like you can go to a hive and you'd have no problem. But these ones would just attack you Hiya. and you would be a good bit away from it. And just say, what are you doing here? We don't want you here. But we moved it anyway. We moved the hive and we brought it into our own place. And um, they seemed to settle and they now we didn't get anything out of the hive um, last summer because the early months, the summer was great. And, you know, they were feeding away and, and the queen was producing. But uh, you see, when when the, the honey producing time is is is, is, uh, is July and August and sure, we had terrible weather. So they ate everything. I had two blues or two um, uh supers up which the supers is where you put in the, 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 the cone you know where the cones Don't are, be getting
1: all technical there. on me now. I just I'm I just not,
3: well I'm not very technical on it anyway because I'm very much a, a kind of a new in, in the sense But are you getting hon- will you get
1: honey this go. summer, like? That's what I wanna know.
3: I'm hoping.
1: Do <laughs> you not check?
3: No, they're not doing it yet. You don't you don't you see you put the supers up in um shoes putting the supers up that's oh, and going then they... blowing out the cones alright and but then they, it's too early you see <laughs> they don't do it in May you know it's too early
1: you just might have lazy bees lazy killer bees
3: <laughs> but like when I tell you there's 50,000 bees in one hive Neil <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fifty thousand, <000. laughs> and one, 50,000 and one hive. and one queen bee yes she must be exhausted <laughs>
3: Well, if she's not producing um, the bees, the a bees killer.
1: And she, they, they, yeah, they do. Off with her head, like all the queens Off of yesteryear. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, look, so, will you st- will you, you stay see, in touch then and let me know whether they do deliver any honey?
3: You do know that honey is liquid gold.
1: Oh, I love honey. I love it in porridge. Yeah. Oh, I love I've it.
3: Al- Oh, so do I, but uh, I would eat it off a spoon. I just
1: love it, <laughs> love it. <laughs> they say they say you should buy local honey, don't they? That's the best.
3: Well, that's the best for uh, if you have allergies. But because you know, because like, uh, some of the ones in the supermarket either. are
1: blended, aren't they? Mm, and you yeah, don't, you wouldn't yeah. know where the bees are from. But they, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess on a taste test, you'd know the difference, right?
3: Well, the, yeah, you would. Um, you'd know a raw honey. Um, any, and the best way is to get it, get the honey raw. It's called raw honey. Basically, it's just directly from the hive. It, it doesn't go through, um, you know, the process of, of some, it goes through sieve, you know, some people put it through sieve and you get all, you know, might get tiny little bits of, 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 of nectar in your, in your honey and that's that's raw honey that's, that's, but you don't see it but that's the best honey this yet. is
1: great this is great for me because I now have three jars of honey coming my way this summer time you f- well your, yours and two before 10 o'clock so I'm delighted I with that
3: liquid gold. I'll
1: hold you to it anyway I'll let you get back to your killer bees
8: okay
1: cheers right. take care lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. world BD world B-Day today um, and that isn't a B-Day you sit down to wash your bum on Brendan seriously Brendan there you are, gotcha. Okay, thank you for holding. My apologies for that. Um, th- the fellas going around the model farm road looking to steal dogs. Have Have you seen them? I have, yes. And Bishopstown as well. You've seen them? Yes, I have. Okay, so tell me about that.
8: So basically, uh, three nights ago at one o'clock in the morning, I walked night. So I, when I came home, I said I take the dog out for a walk. Now I am. Um, I, there's been uh, reports from different people on Martin Road and around this town that they're going around in blacked out cars. So you can't even see the people in the car. And then they're stopping at a house and they're getting out of the cars. And what they're doing is they have like, you know, the neck warmers, the ne- the what, the neck warmers, Do you know Oh, neck warmers. Yeah, so they're putting them over their faces so I couldn't even, so you can't even see their faces. Now, what type of carol is, I don't know. Oh, I'm
1: it's some kind of... A, is, is that a snood or something? They pull up over their face or something, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So
8: you can't even see their faces. But no, it's... Uh, um, my girlfriend's sister, she has a pug and at the moment they're going... Uh, when it's drive. Uh, bully breed pugs. They're going for around fourteen to fifteen hundred euros, and the pug is pregnant. And we're just trying to keep an eye on her as well because I got told that because there was money that they will be robbed.
1: Like you know, yeah, I know, I know. How so how they are they getting the thing. dogs though? Because all dogs are indoors now at night, aren't they?
8: Some some er some people do like some people do leave the dogs out like like in England it's in England it's um, what would you call it in England is like a dog outside is forbidden. Well in Ireland, some people do leave out the dogs. And but what they do what they're doing as well is they're marking the walls with chalk or with a kind of a spray as well, so they know that there's a dog.
1: Um, worth money there's a dog worth money inside in that house well Diane Diane was talking about their German shepherd Sasha right and she said that she saw a girl with an orange rope who was dressed like a dog groomer you know with a black uniform top yeah Um, yeah yeah, I know the one but she tried to take Sasha the German shepherd and they figured that Sasha gave her a nip gave her a bite Well, they
8: would. German Shepherds would. German Shepherds are very... um, I know a bit about German Shepherds. I know a bit about dogs. German Shepherds are very um, protective. You know, they're very protective. I would have thought it would
1: be one of the last dogs you'd want to rob, a German Shepherd. Like a Rottweiler. You'd be slow enough to try and rob a Rottweiler, I'd say. You know what I mean? You would, you would.
8: But no, uh, German Shepherds, Rottweilers, Dobermans, like they all are kind of like blacklisted, you know. Um, but I know a brilla and uh, they're very protective dogs. Like, um, you know, yeah. I know I know of a person who has one, and the son is his son is three years of age, and uh, he was out there in the house one day, and he turned around and he said, "Watch this." So the son went away and took the the, the ball the dog bowl and put the food and pull it down in front of one of the dogs and pull it down in front of the other dog. Two fully grown alfasians and a, a German Shepherds, and I said that's just, now obviously the father is there watching. Totally safe. Like, watching, and watching the dog but totally safe like and he turned around one day and we were doing a bit of work in the garden and the dog was annoying them, and he, told, he turned around to his son he turned around and told the two dogs they into the bed and the two of them actually listened <laughs> and walked into the bed and actually stayed
1: in the bed <laughs> I wish my dog would do that <laughs> I wish my dog would do that as well <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. Cheers. Be aware of that then as well in the Model Farm Road in Bishopstown area. Text 0868104106. One of the scariest ones, most evil that I came across. It wasn't actually on the air for this last year. It was the gang here and uh, Mick Mulcahy. But it's a story actually that I'm referencing from Cork Bureau this morning where um, everybody was left absolutely sickened at a cat that was found in a play set that had been set alight. The beautiful animal belonged to a young girl in Tower, and she's devastated. The guards were investigating the incident. It happened on Friday, July 31st of last year, um, and there was CCTV footage showing two young teens in the area at the time of the fire. They were recorded at the spot, and then they go up an alleyway, and then smoke starts bellowing from the playset. It was just like a, like a child's playset, a little house. Shortly after the fire was put out, a neighbour and guardie arrived and found the cat inside. Poor innocent animal was doused in petrol beforehand. Obviously did not survive. Back after the break.
0: This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106
1: Red FM. I draw calls in a few minutes' time, but I was mentioning earlier in the week as to, with, uh, with regards to an article where Dr. Ava said we have such a problem now with child obesity that, I, I'm paraphrasing this, that if uh, parents don't want to sort it out, then the school should be weighing the children in school. Um, and got a lot of texts on this, actually. I will come back to it. I do not think it's a good idea to weigh kids in school. My sporty 11-year-old girl has started getting more conscious about her body and the idea of getting fat. I don't weigh her, but she still wears pants and shorts for age 9 to 10. She's 11 and her and uh, is average height for an 11-year-old. So she's nowhere near overweight, but just naturally slim, but conscious of getting fat. Parents and kids themselves know when they're overweight. They don't need it shoved in their faces. I think weighing them in school could cause more body image problems between children in school if weighing and measuring starts being done. My girl does not need to lose weight, but constantly weighing and measuring will make her more conscious of her weight. I could honestly see kids turning into competitions between kids who can lose more weight a week, a month, etc. So thank you for that. Big response to Eurovision. Uh, We'll have a better chance winning Eurovision with Linda Martin signing uh, Get Lucky. So singing Get Lucky. Um, Talking about Eurovision and songs that should be played. My choice is My Lovely Horse, says Andrew. Great song, badly produced. I totally agree with your caller. We should go back to the old way. We should do what we do traditionally. Best traditional music, or else just call it a day. Hi folks, uh, Rock and Roll Kids for sure was our best song. Seemingly it was entered a few weeks earlier by Brendan Graham, but it never got selected for the National Song Contest. A change in the arrangement with two singers was the trick the second time round. It won Eurovision. Uh, Liam Riley, RIP, Somewhere in Europe was the best Irish song never to win Eurovision. I'm inclined to agree with that. He was so unlucky coming second, beaten by 17 points. Gave it a top class performance. What a loss to music he was. We've a long road back to Eurovision. Going back to a national song contest might be a good idea. That's where all our previous winners came from, says Donald. I remember Liam Riley's performance on Eurovision of Somewhere in Europe. It was incredible. I remember at the when he played the very last note on the piano I said, Well done. That was absolutely magic. I actually liked Leslie's song, last year's song, but I thought the staging was awful. Um, Oh, I liked Leslie's song this year and last year's one. The staging was awful. It was so distracting and cheap looking. It did her a disservice. The reason Ireland and the UK don't do well is because we're just not into Eurovision enough like the other countries. We scoff at it. We're only interested the week of the competition itself. I think people forget that Eurosong is what sent Dustin to the Eurovision. The Irish public voted to send him. People looked down at Jedward but they were our last Eurovision act to do well. They came 8th. They actually had a number one with that song. They really brought in the whole Eurovision thing and it showed because they got votes. I remember Brian Kennedy being disgusted they were sent, but they ended up doing better than he did, even though he did well his year. Uh, I can't see Ireland or the UK winning anytime soon. And just one more. ABBA are getting back together to record new music. They will send their CGI images on tour, just like Elvis Roy Orbison did. Bjorn said on a CNN interview, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant way to tour. While walking the dog. Like for a 4D concert. They record new material. There will be concerts, but they physically won't be there. I mean, it's just incredible what you can do these days. Oh, listen, crews from Cork City Fire Brigade are currently dealing with a uh, road traffic collision on the Wilton flyover. Please slow down on the approach because visibility conditions are very bad as it is. They need to do their work safely. I hope everybody's okay. Meanwhile, back to the roads we go. Sinead. Hi Neil. Okay, um, thank you for coming on. What happened?
9: Yeah, so I had the worst morning now Neil this morning. I broke down in probably one of the worst spots in Town. I broke down, my car broke down outside um, Larry Tompkins there, you know. On the quay? On the quay and now I was in the middle lane to make it worse. Oh my God. And it was, yeah, it was like half eight this morning so I was really busy. Who was in the um, car? Oh, my two kids. My I just had dropped my older boy um, to school. So I had uh, my two younger boys. I was on the way up to uh, their preschool. Um. So, yeah, my car broke down. And um, I was only just lucky, Neil, that my husband happened to be driving up the other side of the quay. And he spotted me. What are the so chances? He came straight over. Yeah, such a coincidence. Um. So he came straight over to me and I think I thought it was the diesel. So he said, look, I'll go and, and get a bit of diesel there and sort it out. So all I had to do was turn on the hazards. Um,
1: but did the, the fuel he, tanks, uh, did the fuel tank read empty?
9: No, it actually what came up was it said engine malfunction. So, But I knew I was low on diesel and I totally forgot about it this morning when I, and I had to drive to the other side of the city and I hadn't thought of it. Um, did you have a red light on? there was no red light it, literally no all the said on oh, the you're was inch, oh you're grand
1: inch. I mean I get I get panic attacks when the red light comes on I really do and people keep saying to me you're alright you have another 70 kilometres you're alright you
9: know? yeah and I, I'm always my husband kills me every time he gets into the car it's empty I, it's like I I just tell him it's running on love like we you don't need him, that's,
1: just tell him that's not my job pal that's not my job yeah <laughs> there you go anyway what happened
9: um So yeah, so look, he came back with the diesel and anybody with a diesel Ford Galaxy will will probably know, but you actually can't put um, a nozzle from from a jerry can into the diesel tank. It it needs a different kind of type of nozzle, yeah. So then we had, we didn't know that either because we only bought this recently. So look, we had to anyway push the car to safety because we're in the middle of the road here and traffic was mental. So my husband was like, look, just put the handbrake down there and we'll try and get it maybe as close to the opera house or somewhere safe
1: as we can. He must have been soaked, was he? Soaked. Oh, we were
9: soaked. (laughs)
1: Were you you out as well? Oh, my God. I was
9: out as well, yeah. I was trying to give him a hand Um, stressed. So I jumped into the car and when he started pushing and we kind of got it maybe towards the Kilkenny shop and I went up on the step a little bit, but I was kind of still in front of the traffic lights. So we were still kind of really not safe. Like, I was like, look, we're going to have to try and go a little bit there. now again, my husband now at this stage, his legs are hanging off. Like, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, so um, Anyway, we started pushing again. And, and I know he was really kind of giving his all at this stage. But Neil, I turned around and there was three. This is what I wanted to ring in for because I said, Neil, now will love this. <laughs> Our local heroes, OK? There was three men sitting in the corporation van. And they looked at us and they watched myself and my husband push the car, struggling all the way over to the Opera House. And they sat there looking at us, Neil, and they passed us by, still looking at us. Didn't put the window down to ask us if we were okay. They didn't ask nothing.
1: (laughs) They were driving past you, is it?
9: They they were in traffic watching watching us for a couple of minutes and then they drove past us. But we so, did one they, of them might stop.
1: so did everybody else tra- drive you past know, you in their cars. I,
9: I did. I did say that. Now, there was one bin truck and I wish I had their name. They did offer to help. But at that stage, we kind of, I was hoping my husband would come back with the, the diesel so I said, look, we're good. Um so there was one bin truck. But yeah, every, everybody passed. But, you know, I was saying with the corporation van, they could have thrown their hazards anywhere, Neil. <laughs> They'd thrown their hazards and get out and have a cup of tea. They could have thrown on the hazards <laughs> and given us, given us a hand. And they oh. just drove past us.
0: Oh, and my God.
9: Might, might I add, there was three of them in the front of their little truck with zero social distancing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and all their gear on as well, as opposed to you not having gear on for the rain.
9: Oh no, Oh no! I know. So look, I said, I hope now they're sitting down having their cup of tea and probably their third lunch break this morning <laughs> and I hope they're proud You're of right. themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, but um, is the car? Did you cause traffic chaos then this morning on the keys you did? Chaos.
9: So thanks to everybody who was very patient you now and didn't beep at me, we did get a couple but, of beats. So, uh, no,
1: oh really, people morning. were actually blowing in anger.
9: There was a couple did, yeah. But look, sure What's people the point they're, like? in a, they're in a rush. I no, know, but you're I up know. to
1: ninety as well. It's not as if you did it intentionally, like
9: exactly. You know? What yeah, is it with yeah, people yeah, that
1: yeah. nobody would help?
9: I know, I know.
1: The rain, I maybe. Know.
9: The rain. I'm sure everyone else is probably on their work run and school runs. I understand that, but I mean the corporation, They're at work they throw on there has us, where would they go? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I probably I just expected a bit more from them. Like, uh, yeah, I know, treatment. I know. Three so, st- oh, men. We had to kind of go around a little bit of a bend there, you know, where the opera houses, They have a sort of a little layway there. So I had to kind of go around a bend. and sure it was hard. I had to jump out myself and push and stare at the same time. And oh. they watched all of this going on, you know. So I and just thought, oh, come on. All right. Is it
1: still there? <laughs> no,
9: no. We're over in... we. Got it to safety, we're over in the garage here now by, um, I don't know what it's called did actually, it, no Neil, just outside the town.
1: Did it start?
9: I did, we got it going, we eventually um, found um one of those, it was actually a special nozzle that you use, it's in one of the safety compartments there in the car, so we kind of, uh, we found that and we were able to get diesel into it and it got it going anyway. Sinead, you head.
1: ran out of diesel in spite of all <laughs> of the warnings your husband's been giving you. <laughs> what do you think so funny about that I mean I don't even know how you have the bravery to go around you know with no diesel because like that's exactly what's going to happen you know it's going to run I out I in the middle this, of traffic this, with people all around This
9: you. is my life. This is my life. My husband is not a bit surprised now that this is what would happen to me because this is just my life.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> couple of texts here. People have gotten very cross on the roads. You'd swear Cork has won the All-Ireland with the beeping all of the time. Traffic's very heavy. You, 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 you're also being asked here, would you have helped if you saw a man in your position or a woman for Please. that matter?
9: I'll tell you this now, Neil, and it actually drives me crazy. I'm that person in Lidl or Aldi that leaves everybody go in front of them. You know, I'm always like, no, go on, you go. No, go on, you go. (laughs) I've never, I've never once been offered to go in front of anybody.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Have have a listen to this one. Tell her to stop. I do. Tell Sinead, stop deflecting from the fact that she let her car run out of diesel. Instead, she wants to blame council workers. (laughs) They're council workers, <laughs> not car recovery companies.
9: <laughs> oh, look, I know, I know. I know,
1: I know. somebody at should. Least, somebody you know should. What? at least
9: oh. my husband came to the rescue, right? no, some,
1: No, somebody should, in all fairness. They should, you know, they should.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know now, whatever about me and my husband, I, the two kids in the car, should they were up in a heap then because one of them was just wanted to get to school? Um,
1: no, listen, people so. should help. Really and truly, they should. They should, 100%. Yeah.
9: Yeah. All
1: right, well, let that be a lesson to you now. Let it be a lesson to you. Stop letting it run out. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, I've got a, I got a couple of pizzas for vouchers for you and the kids. All right, just as oh, a, lovely. just as a little pick me up for the weekend from for <laughs> Pizza. Sto- will stay they, on will ho- they
9: deliver? Now, Neil, because if I have to down for it, like my, I, <laughs> I No,
1: you got to go and get them yourself. So make sure there's diesel in the galaxy, will you?
5: Stay on hold.
1: Stay on hold to get a postal address. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for that, (laughs) Shanae. It's a good laugh. Well, for us, not for them at the time, I suppose. Back after the break.
0: Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106.
1: Red FM. Uh, They're not all bad in Cork, and they're not all bad in Mahan. I was in... uh, It never said they were, incidentally. It's the texter saying it. Dave said, I was in St. Michael's Cemetery a few nights back to plant flowers on my mother's grave. There were a number of lads, 17, 18, 19 years old sitting on the wall. I approached them to help me carry the gear and they did. Without hesitation, they jumped up and helped me carry all my gear. I hope you get to Read this out. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate that. Um, I got a huge response to texts sent in error over the past couple of days. And tomorrow morning, we get off the air today, we'll look through them all and the different calls we had and we'll pick the best of them. They were all great, but obviously I don't have enough pizza vouchers to go around for everybody. So we'll pick the selected ones at that stage. I deliver shopping and I rang the customer to see if they were home early. So she said, yes. But 10 minutes later, I got a text from the customer saying, I'm so popular today that the delivery man wants me too. She meant to send it to her husband. <laughs> Love said. Funny story for you involving a call and text. A while back, I worked with computers and I saw a job advertised. I rang my mother and asked her would she ring up about it as it was the same job as mine with more money. I told her to tell them that she had all the experience and was willing to travel. All going well until they asked her was she comfortable with traveling and full nudity. I had never told her that it was for a lap dancing club needless to say she nearly killed me Uh, just one or two more here Uh, send a whatsapp to a wrong person i was sitting outside in my back garden the weather was great i had the shorts on taken in the sun my partner was upstairs she had decided to go in and to get into her swimming gear for some reason i got it into my head to send her a sexy text big mistake Didn't take long to get a reply back. The only problem was the reply was from my 68-year-old mother. I just froze to say mildly. She wasn't impressed, I can tell you. I had sent the text to her by mistake. I wanted the ground to swallow me. I explained the text wasn't meant for her. I felt very, very uncomfortable on the phone for her for a long, long time after. She replied, having listened, Cop on and grow up for yourself. That's only Mammies can. Won't be sending a text like that again, says, uh, says Pat. And, and then, on some of our nostalgia over the past few days, we were talking about uh, what people used to put into the gas meter or the meter television where you put coins into it. Neil, myself, Wacker and Waltie had no television. So we were talking to Tapper O'Brien. He said he had one and would put the Cisco kid on and that we could stand on the railings and look in the window. We were on the railings watching the show when Tapper suddenly came along And close the curtains. (laughs) Thank you, Frick. (laughs) Daisy says, Colour television was some buzz when it came on. My father bought a video recorder up north and they were the first to have one when they came out. It cost £550 and the recording tapes themselves were €18 each. I mean, that was a big game changer as well. I mean, I know television was for sure. And then Colour. But VCRs. Uh, my grandmother used to cut up pieces of spare lino in the shape of 50p pieces to put in the gas meter. She was a dinger at it. It always worked. Until the meter man came around. My mother used to do the same thing but blamed my sister. The meter man used, used to never say anything. He would sit down, have a fag, a cup of tea with my mother. That meter man is still alive and I regularly see him and he's just as friendly. It's great sitting here listening to these great stories. Um, And when the dials would break on the television to turn the channel, we would use the pliers to turn the dial instead. Happy days. Imagine if the meter man sat down and had a fag and a cup of tea in every house. A lot of fags. Anyway, keep them coming. Text 868 Susan Leahy and Ger are getting married today. So best of luck to you. Wellies today, I suppose, for footwear. Susan Leahy and Jarr, best of luck on your wedding today. I hope you have a great day in spite of the weather. But you'll just make amends, I suppose, and come up with the plan B. Meanwhile, talking about weddings. Karen, good morning. Morning. How are You're you? going through the same situation where you have been discreetly informed no children allowed. Is that right?
10: Uh, no, I'm the person saying no children
1: You're allowed. You're saying. Okay. Wedding. And yeah, how yeah. are you how are you imparting the message?
10: Okay, it's also not just me, it's me and my husband to be, but um well, we just when we sent out we were meant to get married last year and it was still the same last year and I've been postponed. But we sent the invites to X and Y, as in the parents, you know what I mean? Um, and, like, all friends have been absolutely fine, all friends. And, and my family have actually been fine as well. A few of them asked, oh, you know, our, our kids invited me. They said no, and they said, perfect, we'll get a sitter. You know, we want to enjoy our, our day and our night. But it's, it's um, my partner, his, his family, they're kicking up a bit of a stink. Um, all right, anywhere. well, I won't
1: go into any particular detail yeah. about, yeah. The, you know, <laughs> the different individuals. Uh, do, do you yeah. think it might lead to some people not going
10: yeah, his sister isn't going.
1: All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is in in June, is it?
10: Yeah, it's in a month's time.
1: Yeah. Is it I, I won't drill into that side of it because I don't want to cause any grief in, in yeah. the family, yeah. but um <laughs> uh, are you upset but apart from acting, are you upset about that?
10: Um I mean it's 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 their decision not to come, but what kind of is a bit upsetting is is the reason why we're not having kids and no one is being any way understanding. And um, that's kind of the worst part of it, you know, mm. you know, especially when it's family.
1: Well, OK, leave the family alone, if you don't mind. But why are, yes. uh, what, is there a particular reason you're saying that you haven't got kids invited?
10: Yeah, like we have two reasons, I suppose. The first reason is we just don't want kids there. You know, we want to be able to for all adults to enjoy, to have a few drinks and not worry about kids running around or crying or, or anything like that. And the second reason then is. Um, like myself and and Declan have her her own issues going on, you know. Like we actually can't have kids, and that's through um, um, some medical things that have happened. And our family, okay, sorry, everybody You said knows in the text the you had cancer
1: and you had a hysterectomy. Yeah, yeah.
10: Yes, yeah. so I I can't have kids, and I've known that for a long time. Yeah. So I suppose. people know that and there's a bit of an understanding there well most people actually fully understand it because it's not like we use that for anything but we just don't want a reminder of what we can't have I
1: understand I understand no it is your day and uh, you set the agenda on your day when when did it start to be for want of a better word acceptable that you'd have smallies at a wedding
10: um, I don't know. Like, it is acceptable if that's what the bride and groom and, and stuff want.
1: But, but years ago, you, that wasn't the case. You didn't have babies and buggies and toddlers and children at weddings. You might you might, yeah, you might have had true, a few with yeah. the afters. Is it the afters we're talking about or the main event?
10: Both, both. Um, and the main reason is, well, the main, it's both. We're not having any to either. We're not having a church wedding. It's a very, very small. Yeah. We're just going to the registry office and, and stuff like that. But... Um, it's I don't know when I was younger I was taken away I was if I was a flower girl for example I went to the church and then that was it you know Oh I so understand I the flower it, girls yeah. but
1: I'm just saying all of the guests bringing the children with them that that was not the way you know
10: Yeah I know I don't really know when that started um I mean I've been to loads of weddings in the last number of years and some had kids and some didn't and and again it's personal preference but for me like it wasn't enjoyable when kids were running around the dance floor, but that's just my personal preference. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I like know,
1: yeah. I, know, so. I know. I know. What, did you put anything on the invite saying No, no kids No we didn't
10: No 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 yeah. we didn't.
1: No. I know I know some people have. I've seen one or two of them in the past and they're very well put. Uh, you know oh yeah. I think it was along the lines of kids are wonderful and I know yours are too but take a break from them on the day you know that kind of thing
10: <laughs> yeah well that's a very nice way of putting it because that's what most people are thinking you just want to be able to enjoy
3: yourself let let loose a bit you
1: know alright let me talk to Nikki. you can hold on if you wish Nikki.
11: hi Neil how are you no
1: kids at your wedding best decision ever yes it was <laughs> why did you make that decision though
11: Um. Just like currently we've been to weddings where there were kids and like they were absolute disasters like from not being able to hear uh, vows in the church um, to like I remember being at a wedding where there was a chocolate fountain and like the children were like sticking their tongue in it and their fingers and I was just thinking of all the money that like the couple had spent on their wedding and then these kids come along and There's nobody there to man them because adults are drinking and (laughs) I just don't think that it's a suitable place for kids. They're just having fun. I know, I get that. But um, like our wedding venue was totally unsuitable for children. You know, like we had a grazing table. It was a working farm. There was animals running around. I mean, even the adults were acting like kids, you know, during the day. Like you wouldn't have been able to control children and it wouldn't have been fair on anyone, you know, their parents or like us. So, yeah, we just decided not to have kids and we did put it out on the invite. We said no children. Now, obviously, we, like, sugarcoated it and, you know, we were saying we wanted our guests to enjoy the day child-free and the whole lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and did everybody abide by your uh, request?
11: No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> on the actual day um, when we were getting married, my husband turned to me. We were on the altar. And we were actually facing out towards our guests. and My husband just, like, Said to me, he leaned in and said, uh, Such and such has brought their child to the wedding. And I actually can't hide it when, like, I just straight away, like, I'd say I had a face like a bull on me. and <laughs>
1: On the altar?
11: Yeah. And he was, my husband was wearing a microphone for the videographer as well. And I'd say that they were laughing because they 100% heard me give it out. <laughs> like, I was just like, through gritted teeth, I think I was like, oh, yeah, I, typical.
1: But, you um, should have had other things on your mind.
11: I know, but that's the thing. Why did he even say it to me? Like, you know, he shouldn't have said anything. He should
1: have had other things on his mind.
11: Yeah, and I was thinking, where is she going to sit? What is she going to eat? Like, you know, and, ah. oh, it was just ridiculous. But, um, yeah, oh, and, like, yeah. The, the, parents, the parents didn't care. Like, they didn't bat an eyelid. They never apologized. They never said anything. Um, they
1: may not have read the invite.
11: <laughs> that's what I was thinking, but I... They probably did. I think they did because my sister-in-law got married about eight years ago and the same couple, um, their child would have been a baby. They asked if they could bring her and my sister-in-law said no. And they didn't come to the wedding. So I think they just chanced it and said, right, we'll just go ahead.
1: <laughs> How did the day go with the one child?
11: Um, The day went fine. Like, I mean... To be honest, you could barely even. I, I suppose she did stand out a bit, like a sore thumb. But like, I didn't really look towards her or anything like that. And um, I think I was just so annoyed. You didn't but say I,
1: anything, did you, Nikki? No,
11: I didn't say anything. But I was really annoyed because you know we had a photographer and a videographer, and when they see kids, they kind of hone in on them. And in the video that we had done, when there was a part where the child was skipping across the screen. And I was thinking, if we show this to people like other family members (laughs) and friends, they're going to say, why was that child allowed at the wedding and ours weren't, you know?
1: (laughs) Okay, you're not alone, Karen. You're not alone. No. (laughs) And best of luck on June 19th, I think. Is the Cliffs of Moher being scheduled in for something?
10: It is indeed, yeah, we're doing our ceremony there, which is another reason, I mean, no under 12 are allowed to come to that, because it's on a cliff, so <laughs> that, that, was, that was another reason.
1: So. Okay, well, you've rescheduled three times, uh, yeah. so is this the fourth time or third time lucky? Third time Third lucky.
10: time, it was meant to be abroad, yeah, so we're uh, very excited now. Well, it may yeah, not
1: yeah. be Greece, but you never know, you'll get there sooner or later, you know?
10: Yeah, thanks very
1: much. All the best. Thanks, Garth. Appreciate it. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Karen. Lots of texts on that. Um, uh, no kids at the brother's wedding. That was the original email. It's their wedding. Honestly, most weddings I've been to. Kids are running wild around the place. Parents are constantly trying to mind them. Get a babysitter. Enjoy your f- night free kid, free, night kid free. Also, it sounds like you've four kids if you include the husband sometimes as Jade. <laughs> Get a grip yourself. My brother-in-law didn't have children either. I was more than happy to leave the children at home. Why wouldn't you want to have a night off to enjoy yourselves? Well, the family unit has changed now, you know. You have younger generations now where family comes first and they stay together, they celebrate together, they socialize together, they go to family events together. Ah, for God's sake, cop on. It's their wedding, their choice. Leave the kids at home. Go celebrate with your brother and new sister-in-law. Get over it, says Annette. We didn't invite any kids to our wedding and we had family that thanked us for us, mostly the ones with kids. When kids are at a wedding, their parents are either minding them or missing out on the day or the kids are running wild or all of the above and one final one for now it's one day that your brother and his fiance is going to pay out thousands for if, you don't, if they don't want kids there that's their choice you should respect it your partner really needs to grow up um, she's not too bad about it the emailer but her husband says kids aren't going I ain't going um, lines open at one 104 106 just a fast one ahead of the ad break Michelle good morning
3: Good morning, Neil. How
4: okay, are you?
1: so you had a family member with a no kids policy at the wedding. How did it go?
3: fantastic actually um she was the youngest she's my youngest sister um, she's there's eleven years difference between us and this is about five six actually probably seven years ago yeah. <laughs> I'm nearly losing track of time, <laughs> but she had this policy that the kids could go to the church they could uh, be in all the photos but as soon as 5 o'clock came they were
1: gone But was there racket in the church?
3: No um, there there was a few incidences in the church but thankfully we were down the back of the church and my sister, it it didn't impact on it, I mean there was an incident which um, one of the small kids came into my daughter. I, ha- I have children from various different ages. I have grown up children, and I have I had a small one. But my daughter was in her mid-teens at the time, and she had one of these little short dresses on, um, you know, off-the-shoulder jobbies. And they had these candles in the church, real tall pedestals with the glass globes. On the top, and one of the little kids, not mine thankfully, ran up to kind of be with her because she was one of the designated babysitters, and knocked the candlestick. And thankfully, it fell on her shoulder and not on the child's head.
1: Did it smash?
3: No, it didn't. She managed to catch it.
1: Your daughter. It was
3: about. Yeah, she managed to catch it. It was about six foot high oh, she managed God to catch it God. but the melted wax went down her shoulder
1: oh no that was not a little incident that was a potential injury and the potential to burn it the was, church it down
3: it was and her I dress could have caught on soon. fire well luckily it didn't land on the small child's head that she had just picked up
1: well I forgot that yeah. that's important too
3: <laughs> you know um, we spotted it from the back of the church everything was going on at the top of the church the church. I completely missed my whole sister getting married
5: <laughs> because because
3: of it. we literally grabbed her from the back of the. She was only about four feet up um, from the back. We grabbed her out and we literally dunked her into the holy water pond. <laughs> oh! And I, I just got in the car and straight up to the pharmacy to get burn sprayed, the whole lot.
1: This is I, your daughter. Kid. You're talking about
3: this. This is my daughter. We, we were peeling sake. wax off her skin.
1: Oh, for God's sake! She was burnt. Yeah.
3: Well, no. It, thankfully, Scalded. thankfully she was fine. She was fine. But this is one of the reasons why children shouldn't attend.
1: So who? You know what happened with the? So they went to the wedding. The kids. They had the photos afterwards. Where did they all yeah, go? They, where where did they? They didn't go they off didn't to the pied piper off. into a cave. Where did they go?
3: <laughs> they went they went to my parents' house, the majority of them. Uh they went to my parents' house who had a big house, they had the bouncy castle, they had the whole lot, they had people looking after them. And I'm not being funny, the people that were looking after them looked after them for the whole weekend because <laughs> 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 you know, one day goes into three. <laughs> it's, it's
1: three day wedding I mean, with someone else minding the kids I love it
3: well it, we we called it our fat Kerry wedding
1: fat Kerry you know. wedding
3: yeah because I mean the dresses everything it was all it was all so stupid <laughs> really because The children were sent away with bags of sweets off of the the sweet trolley. They were only allowed as far as the foyer of the hotel um, for the photographs. And as soon as the photographs were done, that was it. And me being the eldest sister, I was kind of put in charge of making sure all the kids got off safely. And I just recall my brother coming out and shouting at me, Michelle, you need to be in the photograph.
1: <laughs> no, I'm loading the kids up with sweets here for three days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: and I, I managed to hobble to the back of the hotel because I had no shoes on. I had taken my high heels off at that stage because I was running around after kids. Oh, God. And in the photograph, thanks be to God, I was at the back because if they, had, if they had kind of zoomed in on the photograph, I had my shoes on the wrong feet
1: my hippie daughter. Oh, and they're all, I thought you had no shoes at all.
3: <laughs> no, but I had them on the wrong seat. Oh
1: my god, the distractions of it all started in the church.
3: But, I mean, it all, yeah, and I mean, but that is one of the more serious things about having children. <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. do you understand? I Especially do. Especially from siblings. I do. I do. And,
5: <laughs> all right, you okay. know, there,
3: there is, re- you know, I mean, my sister didn't know that this had happened until weeks later. You know, we didn't tell her that it had happened because it it didn't end up in a hospital, you know, or anything like that. Thankfully. Thankfully.
1: I hope the rest of the three days went off without a blemish. I'm sure they did.
3: Oh, they did. They (laughs) did. And the the children were involved in them until five o'clock in the afternoon as well. You don't want to be dealing with children with a hangover.
1: uh, (laughs) All right, okay. Got a lot more texts on this after 11, but thank you for that very entertaining story, Michelle. Thank you. Oh,
3: but you look, that's how it goes. You know, it's. Alright, listen, care you yourself. enjoy yourself and take care
1: Alright, all, right. all the see. best, have a good day Text 0868104106
12: I'm Rory
11: And I'm Valerie and you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sports every weekend on the Big Red Bench
0: That's the Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106, Red FM. This is the Neil
1: Frienderville Show. Okay, very busy this morning. A lot of different things happening. I'm a resident of an East Cork town. I'm at my wit's end with the neighborhood cat. Somebody mentioned earlier on because we were talking about uh, the pregnant cat being. I know it's awful to be talking to this hour of the morning. This is from two days ago uh, on the north side. A pregnant cat ripped apart by two dogs. All of the kittens pulled out. Oh, God, it's awful of the pregnant uh, cat, and all of them but one savage to death. So there are a lot, and I was wondering, where did the, the cat come from? It could be a wild cat or a feral cat, it could be somebody's cat, but there are lots of them around. So in East Cork, uh, Wits End with neighbourhood cats, I had a dog up until a year ago. However, due to work, I had to give away my dog to my previous partner, I'd gotten who I'd gotten with uh, that when we were together 9 years earlier. Since she left, the cat I've had an awful dog I should say. Um since she left I've had an awful time with cats in the neighborhood. I'm a dog lover though, through and through and I feel a pet should be part of the family. My dog lived in my house with me and my son, never roamed the streets. However, the owners of cats seem to think that it's okay for their cats to do so. If my dog had gone into people's gardens to poop, to pee and or kill other animals, then I'd be fined for the warden. I'd be in big trouble. My dog would also probably be put to sleep if it killed another animal in another garden. But I have around 11 cats who are pets who never go near their own home, but they for some reason seem to love mine. I don't want to be the mean neighbor, but something has to give. I'm sick and tired of haunting the cats, or hunting that should be, out of my yard. And no joke, it's on an hourly basis, crapping in my backyard. What can I do legally to stop this from happening? I have a lovely garden, so I don't want to hear about the water-filled plastic bottles to destroy what I created. Incidentally, I don't think that works. I think that was just some kind of a a joke that started years ago and everybody's putting water filled plastic bottles in their gardens anyway there is a dog warden why not a cat warden at the end of the day we love our pets so why let them roam and become a nuisance in a neighbor's home i'm sick of my garden being a cat's toilet It must smell as well i would just like to know what can you do to stop the septic tank becoming my garden or a septic or your garden turning into a septic tank i suppose what you mean i don't actually know i, I think that Cats are creatures of habit like that, aren't they? They they spend most of their time outdoors. They're roaming, you know, they're wandering and they're um, yeah, looking for mice or birds or, you know, aren't they even nocturnal creatures, I think? And they come back then when they're hungry or they come back, but they don't stay around the house as such. I believe that's the way it works with cats. A moment of correction. Text 868 I mean... Brenda sent me a bridesmaid contract um, which was obviously sent out to the bridesmaid and it has all sorts of uh, different, um, you know, sections to the actual contract itself and you have to agree to all of them. You must tick each one of them and then sign it at the end. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I, I don't know how many people... Send out bridesmaids contracts just to keep the bridesmaid in check. I'll read out some of them throughout the course in the morning and there's lots of other texts coming in on whether or not kids should be invited to weddings. So a lot of that to do. But I want to check in with Linas um, because Linas was on the air on a couple of occasions in the past. I think last time was October uh, when he was on air and we were chatting about, we were right in the throes of COVID then. yeah. And you remember... One of the talking points at the time was social distancing. It is to some extent now. I understand that, but not as much anymore. But certainly, one of the big ticket items at the time was wearing masks. And the people who, for whatever reason, best known to themselves, didn't want to wear a mask—that was the last conversation I had with them. This is um, this is about sixty seconds of that call. You're not a mask wearer, no? No, I'm not a mask
13: wearer. No. Um, if somebody asks me, I say this: I
1: feel distressed wearing masks. And go in. When you say I feel distressed if I wear one, is that the truth? No, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. Uh, for
13: the first few weeks, when the letters opened and all this, I wore a mask, and uh, the most uncomfortable and the most distressful thing you can feel—you work with a. Uh, no, 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 no.
1: A mask, wearing a mask, a mask, is not the most uncomfortable and most distressing thing you can I feel.
13: This is this is my personal this is my personal opinion, and uh, they don't work. They don't work. A lot of scientists say they don't work and they're actually harmful.
1: But you're only choosing the scientists who say that it doesn't work when there is are just as many scientists and, and, and professors and who say is that it my, does and
13: this is my And this is my personal opinion and I can choose whoever I want to believe. I don't wear math and I don't see myself in the future wearing one and uh, if they want to follow uh, as I call brainwashed
1: uh, politics. Let's let them do it. Okay, that was from October 9th of last year. Linas, good morning. Good morning, yeah. How are you? I'm good. How's life been with you since October? Did you continue to refuse the mask wearing? Absolutely everywhere. Everywhere? Absolutely. Alright, you're not on a speakerphone there, are you, pal? I am, yeah. Oh, one right, second. Take okay. it off there. Speakerphones, enemy of live radio. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so, w- and how was life for you going into shops and restaurants or wherever you were going?
13: Um, like, um, I I didn't go to any pubs uh, for simple reason because I I know a lot of owners and all this, and I didn't want to to cause any destruction there. And uh, I just said, like, I won't go. I I don't eat. You know. And, okay. Uh, so the commotion.
1: You didn't want to commo- cause commotion around people you knew. But you are happy enough yes. to cause commotion with strangers, is it? No,
13: no, no. It's not the strangers. Uh, it's not essential to go to pop Is not essential. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
13: So I go to super to food supermarket, and uh, no problem whatsoever. You weren't being stopped, uh, is it? No, I was only one stopped in one supermarket. Can I can I tell the name? Yeah, so?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
13: And um, I was stopped in Lidl and um, manager and uh, security guard. Uh, demanded papers demanded with, we said we have a, a separate uh, what you're calling regulation uh, from hst and uh, and all this and uh, I left the supermarket. I finished my shopping that time I left supermarket um, next day I sent email to main head office of Toledo and a uh, couple uh, emails forward and forward you know and all this yeah. and uh, uh, i I got a email know, just the last week uh, from head office saying, "I'm really sorry about all the situation." Uh, you're very welcome to come back to our store, uh, this is the voucher for you in the, in the post.
1: They sent you a voucher, a shopping voucher for how much? For forty euros. They sent you a forty euro voucher to come back and shop again without a mask. Is it? Yes. I'll be darned. And when you were when you be walking around the supermarkets, to, would, did any of the customers ever say anything to you?
13: Uh, once, one, one, uh, one lady followed me around, around all the shop and she complained to the store manager then and uh, that's all. But I get, I get the bad looks, you know, from people but I don't really care, you know, about this. Uh, this is my choice
1: and, uh, you know. But it I'm can't be an enjoyable that. experience for you at the same time, can it?
13: Um, you know what? This is, this, is, this is my
1: statement, you know. This is my statement. I okay. don't wear a mask, okay, and um, do you said other supermarkets are allowing people to shop without masks how, how do you yeah. How do you know that? Because I see signs everywhere, in fact, even yeah, if they're I, not on I, properly, I, there was I, one day when I mine shop, wasn't on properly. and the I girl.
13: Shop, yeah, I shop in all supermarkets, uh, starting from Tesco finishing to Audi, okay, and no is a problem.:
1: Never a problem. Never a problem. They don't just say anything at all now? No. Maybe they know you, is it? Well, maybe
13: they know me. Maybe they, they know what I'm coming here since last uh, August without a mask, and it's a bit too late to say something now. And only one person really has ever said it
1: to you? Um, and how many shops have asked you to leave?
13: Um, one one um, hardware uh, shop asked me, where is your mask? And I said, I don't do new one. And... Uh, He said, then you have to leave. I said, okay, it's Amazon sells your stuff anyway. You said what? I I, I said, Amazon sells your stuff anyway, Ah. so I buy from Amazon whatever I need from from this, you know. (laughs) And
1: and he probably said, off you go.
13: Uh, I don't know what he said, like, you know, I don't care, you know.
5: Yeah, yeah.
13: Look at any any business who doesn't want to take my money without a mask. I can go and shop online, like you know, and uh, spend my money there. You know,
1: how does it how does it feel to not having been on board, trying to help everybody else and keep people safe? How does that sit with you?
13: Um, th- that sits very well with me because I don't believe in this uh, nonsense. What uh, is actually happening, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that sits very very well with me. I I don't don't have any regrets or anything. You know I am, I'm a free man after all. Like, you know and uh,
1: uh, this you, is against my belief to wear masks. And you you clearly never got sick or anything, no. I, I don't take aspirin. <laughs> yeah, even yeah, yeah. So you regard this as a small victory then, getting a voucher from Lidl welcoming you back again.
13: Of course. Uh, of course like you know like because I I said to to the guys it's HSC uh, regulations on mask wearing and uh, if you exempt you exempt but you're
1: not yeah but I know I don't want to fight this battle with you again now but you're not exempt for any medical reasons you told me that you weren't telling them the truth yeah but
13: um, I'm uh, maybe I'm exempt on the mental grounds who says who can say this but I'm not
1: okay 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 so have (laughs) you have you been back with the voucher to spend it yet No, not yet. I I go next week. Okay. All right. Well, that's an update. All right. That's for sure. Arthur. Yeah, hello. Yeah, go ahead.
8: Uh, Yeah,
7: I just wanted to say, like, I don't understand how anybody can logically actually say that they have discomfort wearing, like, a tiny piece of fabric over their face. Like, and I understand the point that this man is trying to make, that some people say that masks are not really, like, useful because it is just a piece of fabric over your face, but you have to imagine, I guess the little bit of science behind it, you know droplets spreading, contamination everything like that, how it's reducing uh, it. You yeah, know?
1: I know, and, and, and we've been having that discussion for 12 or 13 months now, but uh, he... Yeah, um, and
7: it's it surprises me and like, I still like, when I go to Little and I go to Tesco or something like that, if somebody's not wearing a mask and they're standing close to me I'll say it to them, you know, and like I have no shame because, I mean, it's disgusting if somebody's standing two metres or within my two meters and I feel uncomfortable, I will say something to them. I have terrible social anxiety when it comes to this kind of stuff and it really does, like, it makes me shake inside when I see somebody even not wearing a mask because I'm like, how selfish can you be? Okay, so if you have- Even if it's not, like, a big issue, you know? I was like, it's the tiniest little thing in the world. You're going into the shop for 20 minutes at most, you know? You're not there to socialize. You're there to get your groceries and you're there to go home, you And know? is like,
1: that what you would have said to Linus, if you met him in a supermarket.
7: Oh what? yeah, I would asked him and be like, "Is there a reason why you don't have a mask on? Like, come on, you know, like I." Well, it, ask like, ask him there me. now, so
1: that I don't have to do the asking. Ask him.
7: Well, like I heard his answer. It's because he doesn't feel like it's doing anything. You know, like
1: fake. I don't
7: understand how that is an answer, though, you know? It's like, it's not justification. Now he's saying maybe he has mental issues. I have my own mental issues. I have anxiety, as I said. If I'm not wearing a mask, I get anxious, you know? It's not the fact that, like, I can't breathe behind my mask or anything like that. It's that if there is an element of danger, I am worried about it and I feel better having a mask on. I feel better when other people have a mask on because... We are reducing the chance of spreading whatever there is to spread, even like since the whole um, pandemic started and I've been wearing a mask, sanitizing my hands. I haven't even gotten a cold or flu yet, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's probably because of all the hand sanitizing, you know, they say that. Yeah, a...
7: which is amazing. And like, that's great because like I, nobody wants to be sick, you know? But Yeah, but you know, all the bugs and
1: coughs would... and colds and sniffles and splutters. That's way down from last winter because people apparently were yeah. taking more hygiene precautions. I mean, it's, it's And it shows, there.
7: you know? So, like, obviously okay. the masks are doing something. Obviously the hygienic things that we're doing are doing something. So, like, why do people get to pick and choose, like, like as if it's, like, a religion or something like that, that I'm going to follow these practices, but I'm
1: not going to follow these. Okay, Linus, do you want to respond to that? I assume you're not going to be spending the 40 euro on hand sanitizer. But anyway, do you want to respond to that?
13: Yeah. Look, Ben, it works for me. Um, I never even sanitize a shopping basket, trolley, or anything. I don't use sanitizer full stop. I wash my hands in the same uh, way way I did before, and and
1: that's about it. You could have just got lucky, you know.
13: Okay. I i have been purpose paying this cash everywhere. I go to the bank machine, I take cash, and I pay this cash uh, just to, just to uh, prove the point, you know? And uh, I don't... Sanitize like are you a, are you a
7: very... Are you a social person? Do you socialize with a lot of people? Do you contact many people on a daily basis?
13: Yes, I do,
7: yeah. You do. So you knowingly are contacting many people on a daily basis when there was lockdowns when people were supposed to stay away from each other you are going against those regulations or guidelines allow me to say to avoid further instances happening you were doing everything that you possibly could have to be against the world getting better the country getting better this whole situation getting better and yeah fair play to yourself you were lucky that you didn't get sick or anything like that but what about to those people who have you know, and then what happens when those people who got sick and they're acting like you, and then they go interact with you, and then you get sick? You know, I understand that this virus might not kill every single person, but it's still not a very pleasant thing to have. And if you're going to be one of these types of people, when you do get sick, it's in fact, or it will happen eventually if you keep acting like this. Well, I don't know. When you go I, to like the hospital, well, if you, if I you would no, say you
1: no, no to if remember. you want to follow the science on this now, I know there are still people in ICU and there are some very small amounts of admissions to our hospitals uh, but the the deaths of absolutely you know we hear a very of little course, now. And we, I understand and, and, because
7: that's simply the the fact that the hospitals can actually keep up with what we're receiving. You know, mm. if our hospitals are over, like hospitals are Humber, like too encumbered. <laughs> yeah, now they are. Now okay. they are. Hence, you don't hear anything else. Okay, you know? I, I, I really, I
1: really I don't, don't want to go. go back into a huge, big COVID argy bargy and, like as if it's this time yeah, last I year. I I, I, I understand. I understand.
13: I understand. Uh, I understand. My point was. I, I just wanted to, t- to tell you, because you said it's yes. big trouble and all this about not wearing masks. I just wanted to update you. I don't wear a mask. I got a victory against a Lidl, and uh, I continue to do what I do. That's the update that, that I, I wanted. Thank you for it.
1: That's, th- that's the update I wanted. An apology from Lidl, you say, and a 40 euro voucher. Thank you, both. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you, Linus. Why is that self-seeking man getting so much airtime? One thing he said, he doesn't care. Um, it's a trashy thing to say. Um, why is he getting up? He's getting airtime because he was on last October and I asked him to update to me as thing how things went. And there was an update there in the shape of a forty euro voucher from Lidl. I'm so angry. My mam died. Had to have a COVID funeral. No family home from abroad. He's so selfish and supermarkets saying to him, well done. No, they didn't say well done. He says there was an apology and a 40 euro voucher and you're welcome back. Well done to that gent. Masks are the greatest farce ever. Typical. It always takes a non-national to stand up for his rights while the Irish as always cower behind the couches, says Paddy, Bullman and y'all. Well, I wondering if, wonder in fairness if the mask wearing is one of the reasons why we're coming out of it now. And that we didn't have 70, 80 or 100,000 deaths in Ireland. We could have done. I wonder if mask wearing was part of the solution. Shona says, well done to him. This temporary legislation has been reversed following the vaccine rollout. Um, it's so no, <laughs> Go and try and go in somewhere without a mask and, uh, you know, see how you get on then. It's easy to judge COVID when you're young and healthy. Ask that guy to judge it when he's 80 and vulnerable. Back after the break.
0: Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 86 8104
1: Red FM. Her brother is getting married. Uh, she has a good relationship with them. No kids are being invited. She has three kids, four, six, and seven. They're not babies. They're well-behaved. She's upset now because her partner won't go to the wedding if the kids can't go, and it's put a big division down through the middle of the family. Would you not be delighted with the break away from them? Send me the invitation. I'll go instead. I'll even give you my kids to mine, says Sam. Leave your partner at home with the kids. It's your brother's and future wife's day, not yours, says Nicola. It's one day that your brother and his fiance is going to pay out thousands for if they don't want kids there, that's their choice. It should be respected. Your partly needs to grow up. If my kids were under the age of 16, I wouldn't even be inviting them to my own wedding. Never mind someone else's. Kids that are under the age of 10 running around and crying is the last thing you want on your wedding day, says Dara. No matter how well behaved they are, they're still kids at the end of the day. Next year, weddings will be cancelled again, or we'll have very small numbers. So be grateful you're invited at all. Go get a babysitter and have some fun without the kids. Have you got a crystal ball or something where you're saying next year weddings will be cancelled again and we'll have small numbers? That makes no sense to me. Everything will be fine next year. Uh, if you can't respect that, you're obviously not respecting your brother's wishes, says Terry. The wedding is next year. Uh, people are still planning around small numbers because we don't know what what way restrictions for weddings are going to be. And anyway, I wouldn't want my kids running around on my big day apart from my own uh, speak to them if you're that upset, but at the end of the day, it's your brother's decision. And um, they didn't—they didn't not write your children. They didn't—they didn't invite any children. It's not about your children. It's their wedding day. It's their choice. You're talking about his fiance being the driving force behind his decision, yet you're allowing your partner to be the exact same. Go to your brother's wedding, enjoy the day. If your partner wants to stay at home, leave him there. Uh, Magella says, "Wouldn't this lady have a nice day at the wedding and not running around looking?" to know where her kids are. You can enjoy and chat to your family and friends. Uh, It's your brother's day and his fiancés, not your partner's. They have every right to have exactly the wedding they want without being hijacked by family drama. I presume no one else is allowed to bring their kids either. Why make it personal when it's simply the couple's preference? I didn't have kids at my wedding because we wanted our guests to be able to relax and enjoy themselves without having to constantly mind children. Also, I've been to Functions where the kids haven't been minded like they should. It's a worry and a hassle that's not needed. Uh, Why is your partner so hell-bent on making all of this about him, says Andy? There's reams of these. And I suppose when the drink's in then, of course, the kids are... Uh, If they were being minded beforehand, they certainly aren't being minded as much when the drink is in. I suppose, isn't it true? A lot of other texts and different topics. Uh, And uh, I was down in the Marina Market myself last Sunday week. It was a lovely day. There was a great buzz down there, and there was all sorts of activity and food trucks. It was just an all-round good, good day when I was down there. It prompted some. I was talking about that. It prompted some texts of people who were being clamped down there. My son and this is because they're parking on the keys on the key walls and near the water. My son and his friend attend that market every Sunday morning. They go because they support local businesses. Um, last Sunday, they went down. Not only was there clamping taking place, but Guardy were taking car reg numbers as well. My son's 29, does not drive a boy racer car. Do you think this is right? Um... <sighs> If it's not legal parking, I guess the Guardi are just following the rules and regulations. Um, there's, if the car park is full, which it usually is down there, I can understand why there's a spillover on the keys, but it probably isn't a place to be parking. I imagine they're taking car reg numbers because you will get a fine in the post. Somebody actually has sent a letter to on regarding the marina market. It says, Tishuk, can someone in your organization please explain why the members on duty, as in guards, Uh, in the marina market last weekend, turned a blind eye to substantial breaches of COVID restrictions. The market, I don't know if this is the case. It will be something that we will put to the marina market if they choose to respond. The market has increased its indoor seating. Sorry. The market has increased its seating outdoors in excess of 120 seats and has also increased its dining indoors to tables for 160 people. Why is this allowed to continue during these difficult times when pubs, restaurants and coffee shops are not allowed this luxury? There were at least 600 people indoors when people are not allowed to go to family members' funerals or weddings. There's no social distancing and 50% of the people weren't wearing masks. There was even a DJ playing, which is a further breach. I'm flabbergasted by the whole situation. Tishuk, I look forward to your reply. And that's an email that was sent to me and also to the Taoiseach and whom else, I don't know. Uh, regarding the numbers indoors and outdoors at the marina market. Uh, A big response to um, uh, staycationing and hotel breaks and costs of, you know, trying to get a summer home or a holiday let in West Cork or Kerry. I will come back to all of those. But I want to go back to the phone lines, if you don't mind. Luke, good morning. How's it going? Okay, you think Linus is right. You got a €40 voucher from Lidl. Uh, Go for it. I
14: think he's dead right, to be honest with you, Neil. Um... Uh, I agreed with what he was saying and to be honest it kind of annoyed me what what the the guy Arthur came on and said afterwards like that guy Linus he he gave his opinion but he was also happy for everyone else to have their own opinion like for that other guy to come on and what I would say was borderline attack him for, for having his own way of life was just ridiculous do you know what I mean? He uh, but it's, it's a different mask.
1: story Linus when you're... A p- Linus
14: didn't give him any grief for, for wearing a mask, so why should he be getting grief Oh, no, for, like, Linus you know I mean?
1: did, no, Linus makes his points and he sticks by them. I, I, I get that. He's not 100% honest with people for the reasons he doesn't wear the mask, though, you know? Um, he, he says it causes him distress and he says it causes him anxiety and psychological problems. It's not that. He, he just thinks COVID is fake.
14: Well, I'd agree with him there as well, like... Um, to be honest, I'm coming from the perspective of, I, I've got heavy asthma myself. I've worked the whole way through the pandemic. I haven't had a single day off. I haven't stopped to to read into the fair one bit, Neil, to be honest with you. like you know, I'll, I'll put on a mask if I need to go into a shop, fair enough, just just to avoid the aggro and the hassle. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, I don't want the controversy of it. But but like, it's, it's each to their own. If you don't believe in it, you don't believe in it. The same way if you do believe in it, you do believe in it do you know what I mean it's, I just think it's ridiculous for the, for the, for the anti-vaxxers and the, the anti-maskers we just don't believe in it and that's that when it's the other way around we, it's you know people are coming down our throats like our beliefs are just the same as yours do you know what I mean I just don't think it's fair whenever there's a healthy debate about it The the anti-masker and the anti-vaxxer always seems to get the brunt of it. It's different of opinion in some cases.
1: Well, maybe maybe it could be said that we had some relative success, no disrespect to those who lost loved ones, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And it would have been a hell of a lot worse if there was more people like you.
14: But you see, Neil, there's, there's been so many little mini-scandals in between all this. It's no secret that a lot of the deaths... It, it's been tweaked to make it look like people have died from COVID. That's no secret. That's no debate. It's not a secret. It's come out. And a lot of people just seem to ignore it. Like, do you know what? A lot of people seem to just push it under the carpet. But that's a big thing. Like, there was people stood up in the dial and said... Um, the, the, some of the figures are, are are not the way they look. You know that's 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 known information. that's public information.
1: Yeah, the difference between you know dying I mean? of COVID and dying with COVID is what you're referring to there. Yeah, yeah. Did you it's
14: exactly? But like, it's that's that's no secret at all. Everyone in the country is aware of that. Like that, dear mini. I call them mini scan.
1: Did you ever think that? What is your, is it? Chronic asthma? of your weak lungs?
14: i uh, have had enough asthma. I can't leave the house without an inhaler. Like
1: okay, um, but the inhaler isn't fake. Like that helps you
14: no, no, that helps me, I, I have asthma, I, I believe in asthma, <laughs> like, I have it, you know, <laughs> okay, right. um, okay. but, but look, look it's, it's, I'm not, I, I just think, Neil, to be honest, it's just, it's after getting... So what, killed, what, killed,
1: what killed the asthmatics when they got COVID then?
14: Um, that's something I haven't even
1: researched, to be honest, I'm
14: not even interested enough to research it. No, I, no, because their lungs, process. no,
1: their lungs filled up with fluid and they, they literally drowned.
14: Yeah, I understand that, but like, there's cystic fibrosis out there as well, Neil. People are dying from the exact same thing from cystic fibrosis. What, like, why is there so much attention on this? Like, not to keep people cystic fibrosis, with cystic
1: fibrosis and chronic asthma alive—that's what they say.
14: But, but, like, but. but well, how were they living their lives before all this? No one was paying any extra attention to it before all this. Do you know, do you know, do you know what I'm getting at? Like, they're, they're saying that people are underlying issues, this, that and the other. Like, it's, it's... I just think it's a it's a complete farce, to be honest with you. I think it's a complete farce. I... Not more than anyone, but I more than a lot of people would have major cause for concern if I thought this thing was was legit. Just no problem. If if I thought this thing was was legit, Neil, I wouldn't come outside the door.
1: Okay, I, that of, is, that I, is I, what it's just your regular winter flu, is it? By a different that, name. Yeah.
14: yeah. I think so. Like to be honest, I know. Like I, the first thing that triggered me was when they came out and said there was no symptoms. Like that. That's just ridiculous. Like no symptoms whatsoever. You can have it and you mightn't even know it. I think that's you know, I think that's bizarre?
1: uh a, being asymptomatic, no, I mean a lot of people would like you could have i 'm sure there are other viruses you can pass on without knowing you have them. that just makes you asymptomatic
14: but the most they're, what they're describing as the most deadly, most contagious disease ever known to man. It, you can be walking around and you might not even know you have it, you might not have a single symptom that 's counter with the fact that every symptom that they do list is a symptom that you could have every single day of your life, and there might be nothing wrong with that. Like there's, there's no specific So what killed all life. the
1: people then What uh, and what made all these people suffer things called long Covid just a regular seasonal flu
14: oh, I don't think I, I, just, I just think it's a label Neil I think it's uh, a label okay. I, I I don't think there'd be any extra debt if, if this never came So you the wore the mask today. just to
1: avoid grief that was all
14: Yeah oh. and what, what i tell you what I have noticed as well from being on the road because I'd go into a lot of shops as well No, I would wear a mask going into every shop Yeah but since day one, since this started, the amount of shops that put out watered down sanitiser, um, sometimes I'd say the bottle is empty. Yeah, yeah
1: I mean, I've come across it, it where back back it they're empty. I will say that. Yeah. They're just not paying no, attention. But
14: what, what, what my point to you is, like, they're all taking precautions. They're all putting this into play. You're not left in without a mask. Like, if they are really, really, if the people owning the shops and all this kind of stuff really, really scared and thought it was true, why are they doing
1: that? Like, OK, hold on, on a second there. there. Vincent. Sanitizer. Vincent, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
7: I totally disagree with Luke there. I think it's. I think COVID's real. But what, what's his explanation for people dying?
1: He says so, seasonal flu. Oh my God!
7: Come on, Neil! Come on! Are you going to believe that?
1: No, not. It's not up to me to believe it. I'm just uh, like I, I will rebut what he says, and I have done. Like I don't just sit here and just agree with everything people say. Uh, did, oh. did, did you did you tell the lads that you know people who died?
15: I I've witnessed people die with this. Yes. I won't go into details with it,
1: but yes. Covid. Covid, yes. Underlying conditions or just Covid? Oh, just Covid. Young people. Right.
7: And I also believe asthma is fake. What is what is to that?
1: You believe asthma is fake?
7: Uh, I'm sure sure everything is fake. If If you want to believe it's fake, it's going to be fake, Neil.
1: Oh, what you're saying is, if he believes Covid is fake, you have the same right to tell him that asthma is fake.
7: Exactly, Neil. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Mine? Yeah. I don't think either of them are fake. Right, okay. I think COVID's real. I think asthma's most definitely real.
5: Okay.
1: Yeah?
14: Okay. Uh, can I can I put it can I can I put it in a way for you, Neil? Like to be honest where I'm coming from, I have asthma all my life and I I know I know as well as the next person that has asthma. It could only probably take four or five minutes for me to die. From that condition in, a, in a cert, Given a certain scenario I understand that I know that So Why is it that I can get on And live with this? I think you
1: just got lucky Luke You know
14: But see That's the second time In two calls Now you've said that Neil How many people can get lucky like? I think you just got lucky you that, that you didn't you said, get You I, said that You said that to the last guy as well How many of us How many of us can be lucky like? <laughs> <Fast> <laughs> ma- oh God, the
1: vast, vast majority ma- ma- no, no, the, the vast majority of people Got lucky
14: Oh. Uh, that's. Uh, do you believe that? Why aren't Why aren't the vast majority of people winning the lotto, Neil? In all fairness, <sighs> like the vast majority of people got lucky. Come on, yeah. In all fairness, if they hadn't if they done. someone dying under their deathbed with COVID, the nurses are telling them, "Oh, unfortunately, you've just been unlucky." Do
1: you know? Well, what? I no. I mean, they're not clearly a nurse and her doctor isn't going to talk like that. But they were damn unlucky to get COVID. They really were.
14: In all fairness,
1: Neil. In what in all, in all fairness, fairness, what? Please. No, you're, t-
14: you're telling, so everyone that doesn't believe in it is just lucky.
1: I think if you've got asthma and you need an inhaler, right, and people were dying from COVID and people were taking precautions to try and keep the numbers down and you wore a mask, but let's say you didn't and you didn't sanitize and you were doing everything against what people were advising you to do um, and you didn't get COVID, I think there was an element of luck in that. I mean, that's fairly common sense to me.
14: I don't think so because if that was the case, you'd be calling an awful lot of people lucky, Neil. In fairness, I you know, an awful lot of people that would have the same opinion as what I do. Um, I you don't, I don't believe for a second that many people can be just lucky enough to, mi- to miss the bullet, like, and and the people that do get it are unlucky. All that's right. not, come on, you okay, know
5: Okay, I well,
1: well, I mean, fair, fair enough. You're entitled to your opinion, Sean. Hi, how are
12: you doing? Just to okay. that man for standing up because I think wearing a mask is it's like a pantomime, really, you know and Wait. there's a lot of fear money around COVID and it, it's gone off the rails, you know it, it's it's not about health anymore
1: What's it about now? It's about well, coming out the other side of it obviously, I know that and getting the economy back to work and getting people their lives back but what what, what else is it about?
12: Sure. if anything, they've been destroying the economy they're, they're not interested in getting the economy back to work
1: You've seen you about the great weekdays and everything I've said about what? The Great Reset? Um, Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, there isn't a day goes by that I don't get somebody talking to me about the Great Reset. What do you think about yourself? uh, I haven't studied enough, but I I don't think for a moment that world economies or all of these uh, different governments that are running democratic countries uh, would want to destroy the lives of the people living in their countries. Does that make sense? What? What happened in 2007 with
12: the global crash? I mean, did, did people benefit from that?
1: Oh yeah, and and billionaires became multi-billionaires from COVID. I understand that too.
12: Yeah. So, is this another opportunity to profit from this? No, I'm
1: just wondering how is it in the how is it in the best interests of politicians to line their pockets through COVID? You know, I don't, I, don't, I, I can't see that. I can't join up those dots.
12: It's an easy gig for them, really. You know, they just kind of they can blame someone else in a few years if the truth comes out and and the figures come out. Like, if you look at the number of people that died in 2020, it was a normal year.
1: We don't have the figures yet. Like, be careful what you're saying. We don't. We only have figures to September of last year.
12: Well, I've looked from, from a 12-month period from September to September and compared that for the previous 10 years. And 2020 was, it was a normal year. There was other years where the increase was larger the number of people that died. 2013.
1: Where did you get those... uh, Okay, I'm spending a lot of time on this, but where did you get those stats? From the CSO. And what's the the September-September comparison for the last two available years, do you know?
12: September-September... For 2020, it was 32,000. And in 2019, it was 31,150 but the percentage increases like to about 2.7%, but in previous years it was 4% back into
1: the 2013. Are they, CS, are they CSO stats? Because that, that's pretty 8%? alarming if you're saying in two calendar years, the calendar year before, not the calendar year, but the 12-month period before COVID it was 31,000 and the COVID year was 32.
12: In, it's exactly what it is. I've done it for the last ten years. I think I emailed you on a, a brochure. They're flat in the few calls.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. Know. I got that brochure. We put in calls, but nobody came back to me on it. No, I'll my number back out right, in an email. All right. I'll tell you what i do. Let me get that brochure when I get off the air, because I kept it on my desk, and I and I pick it up from time to time, wondering, we've we got to get these people on the air. Let me let me go yeah. read it at midday and call you back later, and maybe we might pick okay. up the conversation. Okay. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'll leave it at that. Thank you both. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, text but 104 um, about Oh, yeah, another person in support of Luke, it seems, on line five. Paddy, good morning. Hello. I don't know. Is Luke still there? Yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. Go ahead, Paddy. Go on. Yeah. Look, that's um,
15: when it comes to that with people wearing masks. Yeah, it is fairly obvious at this stage that most people that are wearing masks are doing so just to avoid the hassle of trying to walk around without masks. Yeah, they're only just trying to. Yeah, that's that's the only reason most people have gone beyond this so far believing this, uh, this uh, pandemic. Yeah, I mean, what, okay, this so is one, This is supposed to be a pandemic. In a pandemic, you notice that people, are, there are a lot of people are dying. You notice that people around you are dying. The fact of the matter is, you the numbers are there. You were quoting a little bit of it there now. You know you don't have the numbers in for this year. You do from September to September. If you go back five, five six, seven years, they're in line. Uh, this year, last year, in all the years that went before. In all the years, in all the
1: years that I've been looking at the numbers hang going hang in and out of... It, hang it, on, it, no, it, will it, you, it, I, I understand what yeah. you're saying, but I'll, I'll let you yeah, speak you know, You're coming out
15: with these numbers and telling people that. Look it up, researchers. It's the same. There's no more, yeah? There is nothing up. There is no massive... You'd think in a pandemic, you'd expect a lot more, wouldn't you? To have died. Now, the flu has disappeared. Yes, okay. What we're talking about here is COVID-19. I'm not denying that there's a thing called COVID-19, but it is caused by the same virus that causes the flu. It's caused by the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. The name we've given it to it is COVID-19. Yeah. Zero, uh, literally zero flu this uh, this year and last year. And uh, so uh, then we have uh, 5,000 deaths and a lot of cases of this COVID-19 instead. By the way, the numbers you can look this up, can't deny it. The death rate is 0.04.
1: And do you not think yeah, that that debt rate was kept under... That's
15: not a pandemic. Well, do you think no that... No way you twist this and look at it, that is not a pandemic. Six times as many people die of cancer. A person dies of cancer every hour. Yeah?
1: Yes, I but... Mean, why,
15: why aren't we fixing these things? But are, uh, why, aren't, why
1: aren't you looking at... I oh, know, here we are having another COVID debate, if yeah. you like, but... Uh, okay, and that's all right, I suppose, from time to time. But what about other countries we, then, where, where the numbers ran into hundreds of thousands? Why, why aren't yeah, you looking we, at the international we, figures? In
15: India... Do you mean India? Again, the numbers are there. If you want to check up with India, India has a population which is almost the same as China—one almost. I think it's one point three nine billion. Okay, that's quarter of the population of the Earth, almost. So uh, you get not a number of thousands of uh, people that die every day, and you know it looks really, really but bad. If you take a three and a half million people,
1: three and a half million people, people, people died. The percentage you...
15: of population percentage of population. Yeah, there are more people per, per head of population have died in Ireland than in India
1: and quite a lot more but do you not think so that I mean, the deaths you, would you have know. been a lot higher than 3.5 million around the world
15: they're, use, if no... they're using numbers to scare people I think what this government has done is yeah. COVID-19 fell into their lap because if this hadn't happened we'd be out in the streets getting rid of this lot yeah that's what would have happened they're keeping COVID-19 there because they'll do anything to stay in power I think it's do you really, be, do to you really believe that?
1: Do you really honestly uh, believe that?
15: Camille, do, you, do, don't, do you really believe that they wouldn't do a thing like that, that this government wouldn't do anything like that to stay in power? They'll stay in power at all costs. They're should, there by the skin of their teeth. They know that there's a number... So they can stay, stay, in stay in power until they,
1: until the next general election. There's, nobody can shift them.
15: <laughs> yeah, by then they'll have all our... Hey, we've spent the last year without our constitutional rights. Because of this government with the excuse of COVID-19, of a deadly pandemic virus. Yeah, that's people are dropping like flies around us okay. and they expect us to believe that every day, every day, the media, I'm talking about mainstream media every single day, ramming it down our throat, how deadly this virus is. Yes. It only kills zero point zero four of the people that. Because people because of precautions I mean, that
1: were taken, perhaps idiot, it could. <laughs>
15: Okay. Uh, he's making
14: some great points need to be okay. fair to him especially, especially with the constitution I only recently purchased a copy of the constitution myself you can get it in from constitution you know, is of of li- a sense the, the,
1: the constitution is of little consequences to family members not around a bed no, in a hospital know, and, their, a and their loved one
15: adults, and their loved I don't know, one pulling their last breath. we've
1: breasts. been
14: denied our constitution the constitution has a very big bearing on it I got a fine as well about 2 or 3 months ago for me outside my bike kilometre restriction, I took the fine on the chin I didn't pay it and I have. do seen take. Tear Biden it up, up you For it up. twenty-eight days, you get another letter in the door to say the fines is the I've heard nothing more since. What they done is they sent out a batch of fines and they said to themselves, "Whoever pays it, it's a bonus. Whoever doesn't, we're not going to bring thirty-two thousand people and court the court. It's as simple as that." It's, hey, well, the point that man made there has a very big bearing on my. All this is happening. The Constitution. I only purchased a copy of it. You can get it Neeson for a fiver, it's worth buying for anyone that doesn't have it. Do you know? They, they tried to tell us that they could bring all this into law, giving us fines, giving us this, giving us... Nothing like that can be written into our constitution without a referendum. Here's the one, the yeah. people that are walking around uneducated that are feeding into all this kind of stuff is just... It's ridiculous. It's absolutely there ridiculous. That okay. man made some very good
1: life. All right, lads. Just before I let you go, both of those men are selfish, ignorant PIGs. They uh, obviously... I, hang on. They obviously... They obviously never lost someone they loved from COVID. My mother died in February. I work in a takeaway. I will not let anyone into the shop without a mask. That's my heartbroken daughter. Don't give up my details. My mother died from COVID.
15: They should not jump to conclusions. I know people... Uh, nope. those, I, know yeah.
14: I know we would either. never ever judge what her reasons are, are either Neil. I don't want to know him. It doesn't make a difference to me but I'd never ever judge. I just feel if we don't believe in it we're being judged. It's just a bit unfair to be honest.
1: All I'm, right, I'm, gentlemen. I'm
9: okay. Too
1: much. Okay. I'm out of time for now. Thank you both. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Luke. Back after the break.
9: The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850 104 106.
1: Okay. It's very fluid so things change in the moment and that's a good thing about this program so keep your texts and calls coming text 0868 pick up the phone on one 850 i also love hearing from people by email neil at redfm.ie just with the point of view of balance and this is a lot more than balance it's tragic really i lost my husband recently from COVID how dare they say what they are saying i saw my husband walk into the mercy and eight days later he was gone. Um, can I just love you and leave you for the day that's in it? My, you know, it's, it's amazing because if there was outdoor dining today, and we all talk about outdoor dining, you wouldn't be doing much of it with the weather. But when it comes, it'll be great. And there are many businesses that are already doing click and collect and others are mad keen to get going in our hotels on the 2nd of June. I got a beautiful picnic basket, picnic box, sent to me yesterday from the Maldron on the South Mall. To Neil and the team, thank you for keeping us all entertained during lockdown. Please enjoy this picnic box made by our chefs with best regards. I want to say good morning to uh, Anor and Robert and Donna and all of the team at the Maldron Hotel on South Mall, they sent me some fabulous food yesterday, including an absolutely incredible chicken and pasta salad. So thank you guys for that. It's very kind. Please ask, it might be a little late now, but please light up. Bad conditions out there at the, at the moment and lots of lights off, especially black and grey cars. They can barely be seen. Jeff says it's very dangerous. And finally, happy birthday to Shane Kavanagh from Liz and all of the family. And I'd be grateful if you could give and wish my mother Pauline O'Leary a happy 75th birthday to today, she's currently in the Mercy all her children and grandchildren wish her a happy birthday and a speedy recovery and they'll have a big celebration when they can and when she gets home they'll all be happier we'll pick it up in the morning, have a good day watch out in the weather, I'll see you tomorrow
11: Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast, don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content